Um, more, like, more like Dan Snackroyd. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jason. Hello, everybody. How you doing? How you doing, guys? Ooh, hello there. So, yeah, we are going to uh, catch up a little bit on uh, some of the summer blockbusters. This is a part one, where it's going to be a two-part series. And joining us today is Stefan Perez. That's right. I am back, and I'm black. Um, just to join you, <laughs> talk about... The, the blockbusters of the summer season, and there's quite a few to talk about. Yeah, I think so. A it, lot. Can you hear yourself, Jason, by the way? I know you got mm-hmm. the headphones, but you oh, yeah. can? Yeah. It's not too loud? No, it's not too loud at oh, all. Oh, interesting, good, yeah. interesting. We're rocking in and talking. <clears throat> good, good. Well, uh, I think we should go ahead and get started with some of the older stuff uh, that came out in the last couple months. Um Oddly enough, I've still not seen Into the Spider Cross. Oh, across the, the, Spider-verse, across yeah. the yeah. Spider-Verse. Well, I didn't need you to. It made a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> when I, exactly. I, on my honeymoon, I was in Japan. There was just... Um, oh, yes. You have. You are recently... Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm married now. Hey. You know, it's terrible. She's let herself Woo-hoo. go. I'm drinking. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but when I was in Japan, like uh, we were in uh, uh, Shinjuku. Uh, you know, there was... Uh, and the, well, no, Shibuya. The Shibuya crosswalk. <clears throat> and then there was just a big screen that would just be constantly showing... Uh, Spider-Man across the universe. <laughs> and uh, it was just... Spider-Man across the universe? Yeah. It was just constantly playing. There's so nothing but like, promotions for that movie? Uh, just nothing but okay. that. So it's just like, ah, this is probably going to make a good amount of money. <clears throat> but did you see it, though? No, okay. I saw the trailer. I did see it. I did see in, it. The, in the crosswalk. <clears throat> so. I did see the movie, though. Well, I'll only talk about that without spoilers for the two gentlemen who haven't seen it. What did you think of it? Uh, well, have you guys seen the first uh, no. Spider-Verse movie? I haven't seen that either. No. Jesus Christ. Well, let's just say this. Since I saw I'm not going to spoil oh, it. Oh, he saw it. The you first, did see it. No, the first one. Not, not <laughs> the this first new one. one. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Spider-verse. I liked it. I liked this movie because it was really well... So, to be quite honest, some of it actually was better than a lot of the other Spider-Man movies we've seen besides uh, No Way Home. Um, yeah. Good Good story, good character development. It's the animation's amazing. It's insane how well mm. they made these movies look. And, I've been uh, hearing that it's, uh, it does Marvel better than Marvel. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'd heard. I Yeah, I haven't really look too much into it i don't, I don't know why it just uh, i wasn't as interested for some reason why is it because uh miles morales is in the <laughs> is the main spider-man no no i i liked him in the first one i i thought it was i liked it i liked you, the you liked the most when you couldn't see his face <laughs> <laughs> i i like that spider how dare you i like yeah. that spider gwen that's what i like oh, yeah. yeah the spider so gwen thing is uh is really popular with her and miles and mm-hmm. the entire Are they, thing they're like, being shipped i don't know if there's what's what happens in this one i just remember like uh hearing some some people come out of the theater not really liking it in the middle of it uh i was seeing i forget we were watching the flash uh i was watching the flash for father's day and then i just heard people coming out and saying like i just i just don't want i just don't know why they they have this stuff in that movie you know like that spider man do you want to specify what that stuff was i don't really know exactly what he was what he was saying but i've heard like that it has woke moments and i don't know if this is true or not Yes. It's not hard to see a movie these days without woke moments. Well, in it. one of the it's things I'm hearing online thing. is that Spider Gwen is is an icon for the trans movement, and her colors are the baby blue, baby pink, and the white, which I believe is the trans flag colors. Mm-hmm. 
And so, <clears throat> yeah, so that's that's a debate online. I haven't seen it, so I can't have an opinion on debate. it right now. Uh, it's, it is a debate that's, okay. that's happened online a bit, that it's pushing that narrative. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I, I've heard of uh, some uh, fanfic of, you know, just like uh, ultra-liberal um, uh, Spider-Gwen with like the new Spider-Man like kind of... Uh, the villain who's in it, he's like a different Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, so he's like, like a, so he's like a, uh, he's like a Puerto Rican. He's like a Puerto Rican fascist or something. Anyway, yeah. so there's uh, so a lot me. of, so, <laughs> so, so there, yeah, so, so there's just like a bunch of fan fiction of them hooking up just like, oh, I have to stop. He's like, oh yeah, what about this? And then, then they just like have sex. <laughs> so, uh, I guess the fans Isn't are Isn't her character a teenager? It. Huh? Isn't her character like a teenager? She she's pretends a teenager, to be, yeah. she, no, she pretends uh, to be a teenager. But she's like in the movie, she's like nineteen or something, right? Let's say what the fuck no, is because wrong? Because she with was, these? she was, uh, like you said, pretending to be a student. But she's pretending actually, to be a student. Yeah, she was actually like twenty. I don't know 19. the age. I don't know the age. She was like nineteen or twenty. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. this fictional character was nineteen or twenty. But no, it was good. I mean, if you like Spider Man, honestly, I, I, it's, it's a good movie. So does does uh, does she have sex in it? Does Spider Gwen have sex? Does she have sex with fascist? Uh, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of with Puerto Ricans and there's a lot of a lot of, um, a lot of web shooting, <laughs> multiverse <laughs> shit like what we're getting the movie these days right now. No, I'm, so, I don't yes. want to spoil it though. But so I'm they do saying, have sex. Okay, no, no, okay. <laughs> say no more. Say no more. Okay, no spider sex. But basically, I say for you guys to see it just because if even you said you've seen the Into the Spider Verse, yeah, you guys see good. both of them. Well, is Anthony, it better than the first movie? God, you know they're both good. They're both good in their own merits. I just, I don't know. I, I, I would like the first one a little bit more. Ooh, I don't but know. But there's gonna be like another one. I think there's gonna be like a tree, uh, like a trilogy, trilogy or something like that. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Muy muy interesante, as we say in español. Cool. Uh, well, cool. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, that's been the episode. Everyone, we'll see you in part two. <laughs> Bye. Um, <clears throat> but let's talk about something that we have all seen that I surprisingly liked, and that's the Flash. Oh yeah, the Flash. Flash. After years and years of <laughs> this being made, uh, how yeah. many directors has it gone through? I like don't know. Seven? I know that it's gone through quite a few scripts. I remember in college when I was going to San Francisco State, they were still talking about like they've gone through like God, that was tons. ages ago. Yeah, I know. They were talking about they were going through like dozens of revisions and drafts. Oh man, they killed him. No, <laughs> 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 oh, no, you shouldn't be talking about this. He's been killed. Yeah. So yeah, a flash I've, attack. I've, been, yeah, I've heard about it. Uh, yeah, I've been hearing about this for a long time, and um, you know, despite all the controversy with like uh, Ezra Miller and stuff like that, it's like I mean him like choking people out and kidnapping girls, undermining girls and shit. Like yeah, yeah that. kidnapping underage girls who are also Native American, so that makes it even worse. Really? Oh yeah, he stole her off so, of like, uh, your little sister's one. Yeah, stole her <laughs> off of a, a reservation or something like that, and he was also like running a cult. Mm-hmm. Um and so all that sort of stuff. Um and also getting arrested a bunch in in Hawaii. Um and numerous uh, numerous. Crimes, you sure you're not talking basically. about me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, th- well, you're not the main villain in the Flash, pretty much. He is, so, so it's just like I, I I'm like really sort of just like amazed that they decided just to be like, uh yeah, despite all that, like yeah, come to the red carpet. <laughs> you know, he we'll did. I did like, see that. We'll just pretend like that just kind of didn't happen. He, he wasn't just looking. Of, he was like looking really creepy. Yeah, he had like he looked glitter very on his face, and he he basically he didn't really do a lot of promotional like marketing for this. Him himself, he oh, just went to, he showed up. Probably did like two interviews and be like, "All right, I'm out. See you later." But um, yeah, no, this movie has been talks for such a long time. I think like the second season, first season of the Flash. 
Wow. Oh like, yeah, because like, like eight, eight or nine years ago. Because it was like an Ezra Miller Miller cameo, right? Like in a, oh, in Crisis. Yeah. It was like Crisis. Like but that four. was later. But they yeah. were talking about making the Flash movie, the first season or second season of the CW show. Yeah. And then after that, then they went. They took him that long to actually fucking finally get. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, this this kind of goes into that whole discussion of like Warner Brothers not having their shit together, and you know that's. And now even more so. Yeah, well, and now yeah, they basically have gotten rid of everybody, and you know it's James. Uh, I got a gun. Uh, who's, <laughs> <laughs> who's running it? But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, so given everything that's happened. His uh, Ezra Miller's controversy, like all the producers and directors that it's gone through, everything with the Snyderverse, yeah. like given given all of that, I was surprised that I enjoyed it. Yeah, it I, was it was pretty well done. Yeah, despite mm-hmm. everything against despite it, despite everything, against, everything it. against it, it still actually turned out pretty all right, and it's actually like I don't know, probably one of the better DC EU movies. It's really weird because it it flops so hard. Worse than a lot of the other ones, like Black Adam. And well, how could you really? <laughs> I fucking hated Black Adam. The more I think about it, I'm like, God, the movie was just so bland. But also, that uh, one, that one made like money, right? Like Black Adam made money. It, it just, made more than the Flash, but it was right. still considered a flop. But and flop. They're, but they're getting rid of all of that, but yeah. they're keeping Ezra Miller as like Flash. No that, shit. Yeah, I no. mean, like, right? No, they're getting rid of Ezra Miller. It's already. I thought they're getting rid of like everybody. They're, they're, I thought they were. I thought they were keeping Momoa. No, well, Momoa. He had a talk with James Gunn. We still don't know what he's going to be in talks for. Oh, yeah, I think he Lobo. might be be playing Lobo. It possibly could be Lobo. I don't okay. think they're keeping him as Aquaman, though. I think he's like cleaning the entire slate. Maybe the- Which is really weird, though, because recently uh, Gal Gadot came out and said that she was talking to Gunn, and they might do... It's a rumor they might do Wonder Woman 3. I'm like, what? Didn't they? So you want to continue with her, but then you're gonna fuck over my boy Henry Cavill when, like, you know, you could have done another fucking Superman or at least kept him if you're gonna do some. Sort they of... really just should have kept all the actors. I mean, what the fuck? Like man? maybe besides Ben Affleck because he's pretty done. But they really should have kept all the actors. He seemed like he wanted to do it though. Ben Affleck was like ready to do okay, it. Okay, all right. So check this out. Off. So I thought the movie itself um, was kind of like a mini Justice League movie if you kind of think about it in some uh-huh. way. Like, because you know, you had the beginning where you had uh, you know Batman and then Wonder Woman was in it. And then, you know, um, then you had Michael Keaton's Batman in it. And then you had a Supergirl in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had the two flashes, which I really, honestly, I could not stand that other, like Ezra Miller interacting with himself, which was a more dumber version. Mm-hmm. Of See, I thought, honestly, I was not as cringed out by that as I thought I was. I was yeah, I was really surprised. I was just like, I'm buying this. I don't know how. Like, it was almost a, a weird origin story. It was like an origin story that we've not seen, but it was like something that we could still be around, along for the ride, you know? Like, it was yeah. it, it was weird weird how they did it, but I thought they pulled it off. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I, uh, that part kind of got me off a little bit as far as like, you know, the dynamic between, I mean, it was cool that the way they did it. You know, it looked kind of flawless when he was like talking to himself. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a that's an age old trick of, you know, yeah, still the good, but then everything else, all the other CGI in the movie looked garbage. Yeah, that's that's my, my biggest complaint mm-hmm. about this is the CGI. But I mean, I honestly don't care anymore. It if I don't CGI care about it looks either. good because it's just kind of like, yeah, we know none of it's real. I get it. I get that Avatar is a cartoon. I get it. Yeah, I don't it, like. I really don't care anymore. Like it's like yeah. I, it was cool to see some comebacks, like Keaton come back as Batman. I mean, if you you know, grew up I with was the I was kind of underwhelmed by it. Like the more I th- like, okay, when I was watching it, I remember being like really excited. And I was like, oh my god! And I was like, yeah. But then I was also kind of like, there were parts where I felt like he just was like phoning it in. 
Did you feel like that or way at Keaton all? Was? Yeah, there was just like certain moments where I'm like, I'm, I'm not really buying it. Mm. Well, hot take come incoming. <laughs> I don't really care for Michael Keaton's Batman. I don't like. I don't really care uh, for him. I never really did. It's a nostalgic thing, basically. Uh, yeah, it's a nostalgic thing, and like, I mean, growing up. Um, you know, I, I grew up at a time when there was Michael Keaton Batman mm-hmm. and also the Val Kilmer Batman and, and the, the George and Clooney. George Clooney yeah. And like, you know, like in 2005 was Christian Bale. Um, you know, so like I'm still like a kid then. So it's like I've, I've had uh, and also Adam West, you know, so it's like oh, I've had it was like at the time he only had Adam West or Michael Keaton. And of course, it's just like, yeah, badass Michael Keaton sort of thing. Um but I don't know. Like, I, I was never really a big fan. So when he came back, I was like, okay. And like, I know what you're saying. that It kind of feels phoned in, but it just feels like, yeah, that was how he played it. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt he played it. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, it's just nostalgic p- uh, purposes. People who grew up with the 1989 Batman, like <clears throat> I did. Yeah. I didn't really like go, oh my God, just Keaton is Batman. Because everyone wants to have the argument like, was Michael Keaton the best Batman? Was it Christian no. Bale? You know, something I'm like honestly that. caught between Bale and, and Pattinson. Like, like when it comes to like, who's your favorite Batman? It's like, I'm caught between the two of them. Like the fuck the rest of them. Like, I mean, like, I, yes, Val Kilmer was good. Like Michael Keaton. Yes. It's classic. Like, you know, we all grew up on it. It's a classic. Adam West, a classic, our parents and grandparents, but it's like, what did I grow up on? What's my favorite? I'm between Pattinson and Christian Bell, but Christian Bell, you mean the throat cancer? He's like, yeah, but like he was fucking sick. He was sick and his suit was awesome. I like his like motorcycle version of it in in, like from Dark Knight 2 to 3. Like I I loved that. And like he had like the tumblers big and and fucking awesome and like, but then you also have Pattinson's which is like, you know, uh, it's kind of broody, but it's also kind of got it's like more that, like a hot rod kind of. Yeah, oh, his his yeah, his fucking his uh, the Batmobiles. It's a hot rod, it, mm-hmm. but it also reminds me a bit of the 1960s Batman, which looked like a little like it was like a it was a car. It was a car, but it was yeah, like a Cadillac, like, like a rocket car. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah. I uh, I mean, I really liked uh, you know uh, Val Kilmer's um, Bruce Wayne. Like, I want I want release the Schumacher cut now because there was I a read lot about of stuff. that the other day. No, oh, no, yeah, there was like a bunch of information about what it was supposed to be it was going to have like a lot more sort of like dark sort of uh bruce wayne coming to yeah, terms with his out, trauma like becoming and like losing is. who he is and like is he bruce wayne or is he batman and there's a little bit in there but there was like a lot more that was going to like convince him to come back and you know fight two-face and riddler and um, I wanted that because, like, it, it seems, you know, Val Kilmer, he's a good actor, you know. So. I really want to watch him punch Joel Schumacher, right? That's in the, <laughs> that's the Schumacher. Yeah, that was that's, well, that. Well, he can't like, because he's dead. Oh, is Schumacher dead? Schumacher died. Yeah. He killed him. He <laughs> Val killed, Kilmer killed him. Val Kilmer killed him. Uh, uh, but, like, uh, yeah. I, I, um, but I don't I, call him Kilmer for nothing. <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah. Um, I really liked the uh, Batman Favor uh Val Kilmer. And that's kind of like, that was mine before Christian Bale was like, oh yeah. I mean, Christian and wouldn't that have been sick? They, so remember at the end of Flash, they're showing all the planets and they showed Nicolas Cage Cage's Superman, which Superman. was great because mm-hmm. I, I love how that movie was never made, but it's still famous for like, oh, because Nicolas Cage almost, and it's like, and you have it. You get your like, it was, and of course they showed Christopher Reeves, which you know, R.I.P. And, and I was, I, that would have been sick if they showed. They showed uh, George Reeves, the old Superman yeah. first one. Yeah, yeah. And they mean, showed, mean, uh, they kind of showed, it's uh, not George, right? Yeah, it's George, George Reeves. Reeves. Who's the Reeves and Christopher Reeves. Reeves. Were they brothers? No, it was just think... a weird coincidence. Is it? I... No, they weren't related. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's I, Reeve I and Reeves. Kind of I, I believe it's George Reeves. Yeah, George, yeah, it's George Reeves and Christopher, and Christopher Reeves. Reeves. Or something like that. Um, but uh, do you know, uh, interesting thing about the Nicolas Cage um, little cameo there, 
is uh, what he's fighting. Is a giant spider. Is a giant spider. And if you don't know, it goes even deeper about that uh, little cameo. Is uh, Jason? Do you know like where that yeah, comes yeah, from? Yeah, exactly. I know that because the guy, because the Superman uh, lives. I think was the name of the movie that they were going for, and they yeah. through all these different writers and stuff. And Kevin Smith was one of them. Yeah. And this other, uh, Tim Burton was supposed to direct it or whatever, and then it was like too many cooks in the kitchen were working on it, and then. God, uh, Jeff, what was the name of the guy? Uh, it was some producer. Who, some producer. Who, who, like, brought on, like, Kevin Smith. Who, like, yeah. Clerks. Like, he was, like, this indie darling. And then he, they like, oh, do Superman because he's, yeah. like, <laughs> he's going through, fan. He's going through all these lists Kevin Smith did. He did um, he did some sort of uh, stand-up thing. And he's like, okay, number one, I don't want to see him in that fucking suit. Uh, that suit's just too gay. I don't want to see him fly. Third act, I want to see him fight a giant spider. Like that's the, what Kevin the, Smith said all this. No, 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 no like the producer. Oh, the producer oh, okay. told Kevin Smith this to put this in your script. Don't have him in that suit. It's gay. Don't, <laughs> don't have him fly. That's kind of gay. He's <laughs> but, but Superman. It's but like, uh, you know, in the third act, have him fight a giant spider, and then like a and bunch. Then they, of, and then he was. Uh, but great. then, like in the yeah, exactly. So they have him fight the spider, and then like because like in Kevin Smith's story of this is like this producer is obsessed with putting giant spiders in his movies, and then one of the movies, and then anyway, it fell apart. But years later, he was the producer on Wild Wild West. With the big spider. With the giant the spider. spider at the end. <laughs> oh, and he's like, he got great. his spider. He got his spider. Yeah. So they have that spider fight scene in there like as a reference to like what that producer, what your producer That's wanted awesome. for Superman I, Lives. I, yeah. want, I want a Superman Lives deep fake uh, CGI face where it's voiced by Nicolas Cage, but the body is like of a buff, like someone else. Like it's a body double and they have like de-aged Nicolas Cage. I want that movie. I They'll want probably be Fuck able it. To do AI it. makes everything now. Let's do it. They'll probably be able to. I mean, like that's... Um, Kind of where we're headed. Who knows where the strike is going to go? Um, if, if that's going to stop it. Um, uh, but uh, what was I going to say about uh, Nicolas Cage? Well, Nicolas Cage so actually. To say about Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. He has played Superman before in a movie. Really? If you didn't know this, I did not. Was it in the Wicker Man where he's punching women? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very horrible. He's, he's my do. Superman. <laughs> Hashtag uh, my Superman. Um, no, he was. Uh, he played. Uh, he was the voice of Superman in Teen Titans Go to the movies. That's awesome. Never, no, never. I didn't. It's ever a see that one. movie. It's a, it's a. It's a fun one. It's a fun one. Teen very Titans nice. Go to the movies. He was actually the voice of Noir Spider Man too, and in, Into the Spider Verse. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was Big Daddy too. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of Supergirl though? The Sasha, I, you know, I I was okay. So I I'm always really thrown off by the new. Okay, it's funny, easy. Put it away. Oh. Put it put it back in your pants. <laughs> um, I'm always really thrown. And we've talked about this, but it's like when you get these female badass characters, and they're always like they don't feel like real people, right? They're like the, they're overly stoic. They just don't feel it. They don't feel right when you have like the the badass stoic. Uh, badass girl. It just doesn't feel right. But this did for me. I yeah. don't know. It just it just worked. Like she like the way she looked worked. Like like the way she acted. She, I don't feel like she was acting so badass. There was no like girl power shit. Like, like a Jessica Jones type of thing is I don't I never bought her yeah. as like yeah. being like that sort of badass. Yeah, she just came off as a bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just it did, I didn't buy it. But this one and I think it's because like I mean I've looked at her Instagram. They like, actress. Yeah, I know. Put those tissues away. <laughs> Actually I follow her on Instagram too. Sasha. You put the tissues away. Every <laughs> bunch of coomers, a lot of you. <laughs> she but she it looks like that. She like that seems to be like kind of her style. 
is like to be like that. She's a Latino so. super girl. Latina. Latina. Excuse, Excuse me. me. It's Latinx. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Latina. As a, as a person of, of sort of kind of color, as olive skin. It's Latinx. Damn it. She had this more. Kleenex. She, she had this more. Yeah. Latinos and he made it to Latinx. <laughs> That what happened. Though? She kind of had this "I don't give a fuck" kind of attitude. It well, was not like. Well, she. I, I don't. I didn't get that. I didn't get this. Like, I'm a bad bitch. I don't fucking care. I didn't get that at all. I actually. I actually got that you have a. Re- she has a reason to be sort of stoic because she's literally just been getting tortured for like. And she's an alien. Thirty years, and she's an alien. Yeah. She hasn't talked to like people much. Yeah. So the whole, given the whole story, and given the way she acted, it worked. But she also still had that female charm. I think she did. I think she had a bit of that female charm. She's not a bitch. No. Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, she's not just, like, this fucking bitch, like, badass. Like, everything about her worked for me. And so when she did, spoilers, when she died, I was like, oh. I was like, I wanted to die. Like, I liked you. I liked you. So the difference between her and Wonder Woman are, like, would you say night and day? No, Wonder Woman's all right. Like, I'm I'm actually fine with Gal Gadot. I mean, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Derp derp. I... I don't like Gal Gadot's voice. It's okay, too it's raspy. Too... Not the accent. I'm not giving. I'm not, I'm not hashtag Israel shaming because I'll get canceled. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I don't like her voice. Her voice is very raspy. Mm. Um, and so I, like every time, like like in, in terms of the way she carries herself, it's fine. She's girly. Like you know, like like it works for me. She's not overly stoic. Yeah, the girl power shits there, but that's the writer's fault. Um, it's my 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 thing with her is like it's just like her like her voice just bothers me. I actually. I kind of have like the opposite thought, which is I thought I kind of wish it was a little bit more commanding her voice. Like I, I like there's something about her just is a little Gal Gadot. Bit, yeah, okay. It's a little bit, little bit about her. She, I think she's great in the role. I think that she is really good. Yeah, I know she it's just, fun. I, I kind of wish that she had like a little bit more just like command in her voice a little bit. Like maybe if if it was even a little bit more raspy. I think you mean more of like a presence. <gasps> oh, there's a walk. Oh, my name's Wonder Woman. <laughs> Oh god, I'm so well, fucking about, powerful right now. I can think about like Lucy Lawless and like I don't know, she doesn't have a raspy voice, but Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah, Xena Warrior Princess, you know, is like she has a very commanding sort of voice and presence where it's just like Gal Gadot, she's like, you know, I don't know. She's she's a very good looking woman and you know. Yeah, when it comes to going on, like a, when warrior. it comes to going on Instagram and scrolling, I'm on her page quite a bit, at least 15 <laughs> minutes a day. <laughs> but start with this cooming boys. I did the Kumash Pit podcast. Yeah, no, I very much I liked Supergirl a lot, and I hope they bring her back. I hope they bring that character back. Yeah, I would like her to come back. She should get another shot at least, you know, because I'm kind of. So, like, kind of jumping towards the end here, mm-hmm. if we can do that. Yeah, just uh, jump around. It's fun. Yeah, just jump around. Jump um, time, so, spoilers. Let's put the tomatoes on that. the counter. So, so, of course, like, uh, like as you mentioned, she dies in it, and then they go back in time, and they try to fix it. Yes. And I knew that that was going to kind of come into play, because they want to, like, revamp the whole thing. And this was a good, be, be a good excuse. Uh, by the end, you know, I was hoping to see her again, but you don't. And I'm pretty sure, like, from what I've heard, rumors, I don't know how much they can be trusted, but, like, the ending was, like, reshot a few times. And, like, one of them was going to be all of them together. It was going to be, like, um, Supergirl and uh, Henry Cavill was going to show up. Uh, Batfleck was going to show back up. They were all going to come back, like, at the end. Um, but then they were like, well, we're going to scrap all that and we're going to pivot to something else. And they made it a joke, you know, which is fine. Because it fits the tone of who flashes, um, but I did kind of like just in a from like a structure sense, I felt like there should have been some resolution with her instead of like the last time we see her just dying, you know. 
Yeah. Because uh, we don't actually see really what happens with her or yeah. whatever. So. Oh, I wanted to make a point real quick. I, I was I was bringing it up earlier, but then I, I you know, we ADD. Um, when I talked about like the multi, the multi, the interdimensional planet thing with, with the Superman and the other Superman, I think we should have saw, uh, we should have saw Val Kilmer's Batman. Hmm. I think that would have been cool because all the, all the Batman were in it. Like the, a, 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 not all of them, but a lot of the recent ones were in it. Like George Clooney was in it. He shows up at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had, uh, Michael Keaton. They had, was that Ben Affleck in the suit? That was, that ben did Affleck. not look like him. That was him. Okay, because it, it, the suit was weird. Yeah, like, the, it was the more blue, blue suit. Well, the suit I, was bad. Yeah, it was just. I mean, I'm it sorry. Stupid. It was. It was bad. Like nobody yeah. likes it. it like a spatula. Was and it's on in his like fucking chest or something. <laughs> and like, like that. broad. Like that's the. That's another thing. Another problem I have with like the Snyderverse stuff is like Batman's behaving out of character. Like he's just showing up during the day. Yeah, him fighting during the day looks doesn't, weird. That doesn't work. Batman, like, this whole thing is darkness. That's okay. the whole point of Batman. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I saw the movie three times now. I saw it in the theater, and then I saw it twice. Flash? On Flash. Okay. I saw it twice uh, on streaming. So, remember, like, in uh, Batman v Superman or Justice League, how he had that robotic voice? Yeah. It was yeah. like... It, it I'm glad they took that shit out. Because it wasn't in The Flash. Yeah. They took it out. It was oh, just more like, yeah. It was just more raspy, which I'm fine. I'm, listen, man. I'm fine with the fucking throat cancer thing. I'm fine with it. Yeah, just I'm, I'm fine with it. Just in that those movies, his voice sounded different than it was in yeah, the Flash. It was yeah. Ben Affleck's voice, his real voice, but yeah. more just like, oh, thank you so much, Dana, for helping us out. It was just like something yeah. like simple like that, yeah. you know. Mm. But I thought that the chase scene with the fucking motorcycle, whatever the fuck he was on, the the yeah. wannabe bat pod thing, yeah. it's yeah. cool. I liked it. Yeah. I liked yeah, it. It was, it was kind of a cool little sequence, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, like like a lot, a lot of the bat action in these movies have are are decent. Um, my thing is though, a lot of the bat action is out of character, like, you know, like such as him going in daylight, such as him killing people. Like, and, and also too, like, like Batflex character, Batflex is stupid. He's dumb. And he's always like stuttering and being like, Oh, whoops. Like, that's not Batman, dude. He doesn't stutter. He doesn't, he doesn't behave that way. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I mean, and part of it is just like the suit is terrible. Like I can't really defend. I mean, I, it was good to see like him in it. Like, Oh, he's doing like Batman stuff yeah. and like, he's bringing in the justice league and I, but it felt, I mean, um, what was the way that it was kind of explained by somebody? It was like Red Letter Media, like compared it to like, it looks kind of like a credit card commercial. Where, and I was just thinking, <laughs> it, it kind of does, does, you yeah. know. And um, Wait, his suit or the No, no, no like, sequence? just like that whole sequence, you know. Of, like, of them bringing chasing in, the guys in the car mm-hmm. with the thing. If that hits the water, and it's going to kill like, Wonder Woman shows up, you know, it feels like it was a commercial almost like it yeah the way that, it's lit, that was like so out of place too like when she showed up like i i was like are they gonna bring that back for like the multiverse thing like the alternate like universe but they never did no um so, oh and, and, it, and it just it feels probably like it's another thing when it's like uh similarly to um joss whedon's um justice league where like the the color grading is off it just looks weird because yeah. it was shot to look like a Snyder movie. Yeah. It felt the same way like mm. with this. It just felt like the, something was off color wise, but it might have just been the effects looking as it did and everybody complaining about that. But then there is a thing of the director saying like, well, you know, in time, you know how like the, the fast, uh, you know, universe looks, you know, everything looks weird. So it's supposed to look like that. With speed force, uh, the speed the fu- force, like yeah. everything with the speed force, it's supposed to look weird. Like we're seeing things from Barry's perspective, and um, I don't know. I think that's just an excuse. You know uh, that whole credit card thing that you were just saying. It made yeah. me think of a commercial in my head of just like imagine them pulling the guy up off the bridge, yeah, and then Wonder Woman's like, "I gotta go," and then Batman's like, 
So what's in your wallet? <laughs> just like, <laughs> what's in your wallet? They like could have done like that. Ah, fuck it. Make the commercial. Why not? Why not? I didn't we like, need more fun commercials. I didn't the like back, the fact, the back, though. The credit card. Um, the back card. I didn't like the Never fact, leave the cave without it. <laughs> yeah. The, we, uh, the villain, though, was this dark Flash, a.k.a. alter version. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought it might have been reverse Flash because it's almost like Flashpoint. Yeah. Exactly. So, you, so you find out the twist at the end because there's this monster that attacks him, this speed monster that attacks him when he's time traveling, that time travel speed force thing. And you're like, oh, what is that? And like, of course, I thought Zoom or like somebody. And it turns out that it's the uh, it's the super future version of the alternate Flash, the Young Barry, the Young Barry, but it's him. It's it's him as like like older. He's like I've been I've been in here for ages trying to fix it. Trying to I almost got it. Almost got. It. And I liked that. I was like, wow, that's yeah. interesting. I thought that was gonna suck. And there was a lot of things in this where I'm like, oh no, it's not gonna work. And I'm like, oh, they did it. Like they did. They yeah. they did yeah. it. It was good. Um, yeah, I didn't really show who killed Barry's mom though. That's I think well, well cuz there's some comic renditions where it's just like a guy like it was just a bad guy but then there's some renditions where it's Zoom where Zoom kills Oh it was Reverse Flash. Yeah, yeah, Reverse Flash. So I think for now I, I like keeping it open cuz if they introduce that it's Reverse Flash then you have to you have to do all that. Yeah, but he wanted to save his it's mom. It's Joe Chill. He's just killing everyone's parents. <laughs> <But> <laughs> he chill. wanted to save his mom from being killed or save her in the process yeah. but when he gone and been like okay, I'm going to He could just the guy. I know he could just he kill could the just guy, hide, right? Hit yeah. in the bush and tackle the motherfucker because it happened so quick. Mm. Yeah. So the father didn't do it, and Barry, little Barry, didn't do it. So who did it? And that's a big mystery. We don't know, yeah. and we won't know because there's not going to be another Flash movie with you know, with Ezra Miller. Yeah. Well, I, I, and, and like I said, I think that's that's going to be. I think that's something James Gunn will probably like decide later on. Yeah, they'll probably, probably be like, all right, we'll revisit it. it, and then that'll that's when they'll introduce like Zoom, and and they'll do the whole thing. Like I. Yeah, um, I'm fine with that for now. Yeah. I mean, like, you couldn't, you don't want this movie to be too big, considering that it's supposed to be one of the final films. Um, so you, you couldn't have it be too big and introduce too much stuff. Um, obviously, is this based off the Flashpoint paradox? Which, in that comic, when he goes to the alternate universe, the thing that's going to end the world is Aquaman and Wonder Woman having like a world war that essentially like war, destroying yeah. the planet. Yeah, and then the Batman is actually Thomas Wayne, which uh, they talked about doing. They talked about having. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who mm-hmm. made an appearance in Batman v Superman, playing this would have been so yeah. cool. That would have been fucking sick. That would have been really, but really then, uh, cool. The, the mom was also from Walking Dead. I forgot the actress's name. Uh, Lauren Cohen. What if they made her the Joker that they did in? The that would have been fucking cool. They they could have done a whole uh, yeah. If okay, so here's the thing. If if the Snyderverse had been set up better. I think that this is something that you could have introduced down the line, but because yeah. the Snyderverse was such a mess, Zack Snyder he set it up. Yep, he set up. He did his be- he did his best considering everything that happened. He, he did his best considering uh, his own uh, skills. Yes, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, given given everything that's happened with the producers and and reshoots and the tragedy in his life and everything, like I said this before about the Justice League Snyder cut. It's like what we've gotten is the best we can ask for considering everything that led up to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's surprising. Um like but, if this was like if this was a Marvel film and this was like I don't know, Spider Man, mm-hmm. right? And it was like this wonky, then yeah, we would be like, it fucking sucks. But considering the flash and everything that came before it, it's like, yeah, this is pretty fucking good. And like I I was okay with Ezra Miller in it. Like yeah, yeah he's an, Yeah, an, me too. It wasn't he has an, another person in the in the Justice League that has an annoying voice. He does very much, and he as a human being is is a fucking weirdo. But like it's it's like, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> but, baby thing though at the beginning, that was kind of the CGI, like we said, was not that yeah. good. Oh, it was, it was like a cartoon. Yeah, and the fucking and the credits, it's just the dogs, the the, the dog that was falling. Yeah. Like, I loved it. Who cares? Like, uh, oh, that's very fun. It's 
fun. It's very fun. And also Ezra Miller is just like a good actor. Like he's not a bad actor. No, he's like really good. Like if you've seen like his other stuff that he's done, it's like Really Perks good. of Being a Wallflower. Have you seen that movie? Great, great in yeah. that. Perks of Being the Flash. Um, if anybody has uh, a good, strong, uh, well, I strongly recommend. We need to talk about Kevin, John C. Riley, um, Tilda Swinton. Kevin, spill out. Um, <laughs> it's 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 great. It's really great. We need to talk about Kevin Ezra Miller. It's great. It'll make you uh, fear being a mother. Oh my God. So everyone around the table pretty much liked Flash. Yes. Okay, I'd, yeah, so. I'd give it a, uh, a a solid three. Would you Darn consider it? this out of the, the Snyderverse, if that's what we're calling it? Mm-hmm. Would you say that this one was probably one of the best movies of the entire series? Or would you say... Oh, fuck. I didn't put Flash in my letterbox. That's kind of a low bar, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but... Um, I of, think we talked about Justice League. We didn't really like uh, Justice League It was League Andy Machete who directed yeah, it. The director it. of uh, It. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he really? Chapter two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did. Huh. Muy, muy interesante. Um, I, would I still say, like Man of Steel a lot. That's one of my favorites. I would say that, uh, I mean, Zack Snyder's Justice League is is good. I would yeah, say, Zack Snyder's, yes. Like Zack Snyder's Justice League is actually like a pretty good movie. Josh Whedon's? Fuck no. No. Um, yeah, Josh Whedon sucks. So I, I would say it's better than, you know, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and then the Wonder Woman's or the Aquaman's. Or Wonder Woman one's okay. It's not great, but it's fine. It's it's fine. You guys getting I a thought, little bit excited though? Probably not. I think but... I maybe like Flash more than the first Wonder Woman. I think. Oh yeah. no, for yeah, no, I, think. I, I would agree. Yeah, you guys uh, getting a little bit excited for Blue Beetle? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't care. I knew you were gonna say that. I just had to throw that. I'm out not there. racist. I'm Latino. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody's interested in that. Yeah, it, it just doesn't like it. I mean, it might make money. I have no idea. Um, the trailer is just not compelling, and this is kind of the thing that's like about a lot of these big budget films that are coming out now, where it's like you're seeing the trailer and you're just bored. I know, yeah. and it's funny considering like all the flashiness and the, and the CGI and the look. It's a superhero thing. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't care. Like, like you can't sell me on it just being a superhero. Movie. Like I want a character. I mean, I it's Miguel from fucking Cobra Kai. So I might see it just to see how he does on a movie on his own. Um, but like, yeah, I'm not it's excited not a bad for actor it. From what I've seen, I'm getting Cobra Morbius Kai. vibes. More, more vibes. Morbius. It's what? Morbin time. It's Morbin time. I didn't even see Morbius. I'm just like, I just know I. that I just it was. You guys didn't see like, it? No. no. Oh, it was fucking great. <laughs> it was great so bad. bad it was way, so yeah. bad. Oh, I, I mean, that's like what I'm getting. It's just like, oh, this is all right. I don't, I don't know, but it's just, it's kind of weird to me that they decide to go forward with Blue Beetle, and then canceled Batgirl, which Batgirl is which Michael Keaton was. He was Michael, he was going to be in it, you know. Um, and also Batgirl is more well known than Blue Beetle. Um, I can't wait to hear George Lopez call Batman a fascist. Yeah. I'm excited. For now that. that would be an interesting movie. Just actually play Batman as a fascist. That would be. Interesting. We all want it. We all want our fascist. Well, bat. I think the last movie we're getting is Aquaman. That's the last. Well, Aquaman two. Aquaman yeah. two. And again, there was rumors. Well, it wasn't rumors that Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck as Batman were going to be in the Aquaman movie. I don't know how wow. the fuck they were going to do that, but apparently that was the scenes that were shot. Yeah. And, uh, Even Henry Cavill's shit was shot for Flash. He was in the movie. Well, I do know, I, I did hear that. I didn't know that one. Because, yeah. uh, you know, after the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing, like, there's only like one Greatest scene. trial ever. Like, there's only <laughs> one scene now of like Amber Heard in it. She takes a shit in Aquaman's bed. <laughs> and blames it and on the dog. And since it's in Atlantis, he just kind of floats. <laughs> yeah, it just floats. And he just comes like, 
what the fuck is this? What's this? Hearsay. Hearsay. <laughs> Hearsay. Hearsay. Yeah. yeah. So you know, she's uh, yeah, man, she just took a shit in my bed. And Hearsay. I just, I just laughed, you know. <laughs> See this human fecal matter. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's too bad. Maybe uh, I thought that uh, um, Henry Cavill was was in a was going to be staying in um, in the DCEU or whatever. He's out. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, every, I everyone just to stay, my understanding, but... everyone's out because um, they already have the new Superman. It's the guy from uh, uh, Pearl, which is a dude yeah. who looks just like Henry Cavill. Yeah, a young yeah. Henry Cavill. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what okay. the fuck? Um, yeah. So Flash, I thought was good. Everyone else yeah. around the table thought it was good. And so, guess what I saw recently, finally, and I haven't seen any other movie from this franchise, at least all the way through, is Indiana Jones and the Diaper of Destiny. <laughs> okay, oh, you're going to bring me out to be in another oh, one of these movies? Now. It's not even that anymore. He's oh, just like, oh, fuck, I'm dying. Oh, please, just stop this movie franchise. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, carts in the whiplashes and fuck <laughs> you know i was just really i was really weird i felt like the dialogue for this movie was very repetitive because like in each scene every anytime someone would address indy he was just like fuck off <laughs> yeah it was weird man. fuck was, off so you haven't seen the other Sorry, that's a bruno movies, reference which is mind-boggling because to start watching these series at least starting with the last one yeah. i mean so you know it's funny uh we talked about this on our first on our combination episode with hops and monsters yeah, and yeah. i mentioned that i like oh i had only seen most of temple of dune with stefan and i was bored by it and charlie swanson had said he was just like to be fair and he's seen them all i guess he's like temple of doom sucks yeah he's like, he's one of the weaker indiana jones films um it's actually the first one it's I, a thought cool. I thought raiders was chronologically is the yeah first yeah one. there's oh. yeah it's like a temple of doom is like technically a prequel interesting yeah so it was set in the 30s at club obi-wan yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's really weird too because in, in uh, Temple of Doom when they go to the, air, the airplane to mm. escape that's yeah. like Dan Aykroyd is the pilot yeah yeah I, I didn't know that until just, like, just recently um, like, he's he's shot all in a wide so you don't even like yeah well nowadays and, you gotta shoot him in a wide <laughs> <laughs> that was a very joker laugh there dude <laughs> um, uh, more, like, more like Dan Snackroyd <laughs> um, the director, uh, the director is the guy that did Logan, by the way. Yes, James Mangold. Yeah, yes. Now he looks like Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> People call him to tape up marshmallow man. I ain't afraid man. of no oh, ghosts. No. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no snacks. <laughs> oh man, he makes some good vodka. Though. Yeah, the vodka is just sugar water. <laughs> the blues blubberts. <laughs> This John Belushi was a rather chubby man himself, so it could be the Blues Blowers. <laughs> so James Mangold directed uh, this version of Indy. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for fat shaving. It's <laughs> uh, okay. It's only Dana. So as far as your first run-in with Indy, <laughs> what did you, th- you didn't really like this movie? What's well, going uh, on? So I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with his character and the way he, ha- he carries himself. Um, so first of all, there was a lot of like... There was a lot of stuff online about like Phoebe Waller Bridge, like she was gonna, she was basically gonna be the Ray of the story, right? Where she's gonna save the day, she's gonna be the flawless one, and the whole time she's gonna shit on Indy, and that's not what happened, like at all. Mm-mm. Like, like she was, of course, she was a strong female character, right? But she wasn't cringe, and I, I, I do believe she acted like a real woman, like a woman given her her background. It's like, yeah, that, that, I, 
that felt realistic to me. She even has a personality, which is, I know, what a surprise. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I was surprised by that. I was like, oh, this doesn't, this bit of it doesn't suck. I, I'm, I don't hate her when she's on screen. Good. I did not like maybe the first hour. I did not like the flashback scene. And the reason I didn't like it was because uh, the de-aged Ford looked terrible. It looked awful. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know how like yeah. he'd move his head and it would just wobble weird and then yeah. he's supposed to be playing like a 40 something version 40 something year old version of himself and he sounds like he's 80 yeah and so I'm like yeah like old Ford was like alright kid he had like this really awesome like masculine voice not like oh fuck you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> and so it's like yeah I'm not sold like like they should have just did what they did in the Obi-Wan thing where it's like oh we're gonna we're just gonna AI his voice um, but uh yeah, so I didn't like the flashback. You didn't need it either. Like given given the story, it's just it's, the backstory of the 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 dial thing. Yeah, the, all you would have had to have villain. said is like, oh, well, your father and I during World War II at the end, we this and that, and I recognize that guy. I saw him there. Maybe have like a flashback, a quick a quick cut of Matt Mickelson and he's young. Like like a you you could show a flashback that's like thirty seconds long and it's narrated over and it shows mm-hmm. Indy talking about himself, but he's not talking as the character. Like you didn't even need to show the actor who played um, the friend, I forgot the friend's name, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's dad. Um, you really could have had that whole sequence be a, like a 30-second or minute-long flashback. Like, mm-hmm. It didn't need to be like a half-hour thing. But I get it. They were trying to do, like, it's Indiana Jones. Like, he's got the whip. He's got the jacket on, guys. Like, da, 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 da. like And I get that. Uh, it just didn't work. It, uh, it, was, it was just a bit too long. A yes. lot of the action sequences were just a bit too long. Yes. A bit yes. too long and like not all that creative honestly um i mean like the the age stuff like i i don't know a lot of people said that they were impressed by it that looks really good um <laughs> it looked okay um it looked horrible no, Maz yeah. Mickelson's looked good Maz, yeah i think his is it's easier to oh take. the other thing too uh, the reason i think indies looked <clears throat> bad was because that probably wasn't harrison ford as the oh, young yeah. version that was yeah, like so they had to superimpose his head versus yeah. just de-aging Maz Mickelson. yeah like like the um de-aged um uh samuel jackson and like captain marvel it looks pretty good, yeah, but because it's he, him. But when he moves, like you can kind of see, he's like kind of an old guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's like the only kind of drawback of that uh, sort of thing. But I don't know. Like, there's a thing about this. Like, it, you think about like I know you haven't seen the Last Crusade, but in the beginning, there is a chase scene on a uh, train yeah. with uh, young Indy, like really young Indy, like, River Phoenix. Was that who it played? That was River oh, Phoenix. Oh, okay, yeah. River Phoenix. Um, uh, Young Indy. And so then there's like a chasing, and it's really good. It's really good. It's like really good. So it's and it just reminded me of it. And like it kind of did for me that. too. It's like we're on a train again. Yeah. And we're going through pieces of the train now. Explain this to me. How the fuck did Mads Mickelson's character survive after getting hit in the face with that fucking <clears throat> post going? It was magic. Yeah. So, so magic. I was, was not explained. Well, I thought maybe he was going to have like some Nazi magic. Like he was going to have like a device that kept him young or something. Like there's, they've had a lot of movies like this where it's like, oh, you think the villain gets killed, but he had a thing on him that like the, the last yeah, pit or something. I was thinking. Like, you would have thought that. And I thought it was going to happen. Oh, they're going to introduce him. He's going to still look young and it's going to find out there's that gonna he. going to be some fight where his face comes off. Yeah. And he's got a big dent in it. Yeah. Or something. But mm. it's like, no, he just had a little scar. And, and I was just like, yeah, that was weird, but whatever. Whatever. Who cares? Like I said, if you just, if you just, Someone should really just do Throw an logic edit. out so, the window. Someone I mean. should really just do an edit of this film where like they, they just cut it and and like the movie literally just opens with like him on the couch, him on the chair, and then him being like, "Oh, turn it down! It's early in the morning!" Like just oh, that's how Logan opens. I'll so just open yeah. into it. Fuck it, you know. And then like have a flashback sequence or whatever, but or like like or set it rather cut it down or something. I don't know. But a lot of the action sequences I think just could have been cut down. Like they yeah. just 
kind of go a little bit too, there's two car chase sequences there's quite a few chase sequences you know and like horse I'm, race and all this other the horse shit. one like the the yeah, the other ones um there's a you know the beginning stuff with the train it's like ah and I, w- my thought about the train sequence is that like you know it's all cgi and my brain gets that my brain doesn't it just kind of registers like oh this isn't real and then like i don't really care as much and so, like, if I'm not really caring, just, like, don't take up too much time for me to dwell on that. The other thing, too, getting back to the de-aging thing and the superimposing is that when they show uh, Harrison Ford on the horse, when he's in New York and he's running around, like, you see the, like, his, it's not him. You see it. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious. Like, when they have the wide shots of him, it's like, it's, it's not him on the horse. And it's like, it's like, yeah, man, like, the special effects really suck. Like, yeah, it really a lot sucks. of it doesn't look good. And uh, a friend of mine who is a visual effects artist he him and his team they made a bid to actually do the effects on this and um they 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 bid low they gave their bid low because they're like oh we could work on an indiana jones movie like that's kind of cool we could put that on our portfolio like to say that we worked on an indie thing so they lowballed them they gave them like okay well we'll take a huge pay cut to work on this and then they came back disney came back lucasfilm came back and they said no, that's too high. We found somebody who'll do it for less. No, clearly. And uh, it's like, well, you get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, kinda. that's true. Um, so, I mean, it didn't look terrible. It's just like, it didn't look great. Uh, I don't know. I would say it looked terrible. I, okay. I, I would go as far as saying it looked pretty bad. Yeah, some of it was not, <clears throat> was not great. Spe- specifically, okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll, specifically, the de-aging stuff and the stunt double stuff did not look good. Mm-hmm. Like, did not look good at all. But that's what I think. So the end thing, though, with the the whole the whole story of the the dial, it's it's a it's a pretty much like a time machine, or it's a way. Yeah. So you find out it's a time machine, and and I actually, so I we'll get to the end in a second. I, I liked where that went. I liked the ult, like the the payoff of that. Magic um, MacGuffin in this one now is a yeah time machine relic that yeah. can do. But but what I like, I love that. I I was checked out of the whole film. I hated the kid. Fuck the kid. Like I, I know it was a mm-hmm. short round thing. Like it was supposed to be, like, I remember short round, but it's like yeah, but he's not short round. Why did they bring him back in the movie? The actor. Oh no, just pisses me off. They could have brought anything. him back. We or talked about a... this in a previous episode. You want like a short round spinoff? Or something. I want a short round spinoff, and well, I still he do. He could have done something where they should do it now. during his adventure with something. He's like, I need some advice from somebody. So he actually goes to the actor who plays I don't know his name, like Key Kwan something. Yeah, yeah. And Key Kwan. He has a cameo in the movie. Where they go and they talk to him and all this other stuff, and he can either join him on the rest of the adventure, or he gets the information he needs from him. just like the the guy who. Um, the old oh yeah fucking uh gimli give him hell indiana jones they brought him back i mean right race he's got no that's different names oh no davies something dave Uh, gimli gimli he's gimli um have something with him in it like that or at least because you know you saw what was it the oscars that just happened when uh him and harrison ford were on stage together and he was it was like very very classic it was very like heartfelt that these two got together after all this time and it would just been cool to see that but no they didn't do it and um, back, but yeah, it was back to the 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 destiny the the, the dial thing, the, the, fuck, destiny, the, yeah. the magic MacGuffin <clears throat> thing. Yeah, but uh, but the I was kid, gonna, the yeah. kid, yeah, the yeah. Kid. So, so, so yeah, the kid. You know, it's funny because I really I do see now where Stephen Sommers got his like inspiration for like the Mummy movies because like the Mummy movies feel like Indiana Jones films, like mm-hmm. like almost to a T. Um, and it, it's funny because like in the Mummy Returns, you have like you know you have the strong male character, you have the strong female woman, you have the the comedic the comedy relief usually. And then you have, in this case, you have the kid. And it was in, in Mummy 2, it was his son. Yeah. And so like, I kind of got that vibe too. But I know it was more of a callback to short round. So yeah, I didn't like the kid at all. And it's funny because like there's yeah. a scene towards the end where he's like, 
do you think uh the woman at phoebe waller bridge asks him like do you think you can fly this plane and he's like i've never flown any plane and then she's like i know and it's like well then why did you ask him well because they show him like, like yeah training. There's, there's like there's like, like a, he's been he's taking in a simulation like, or he's something. like doing like a simulation with a guy who's like been so he's been practicing yeah so he's never had to real world do it but it was weird because she asked him if he can fly it, even though she's like yeah even oh he's he's uh the line was like um so you think you can fly this type of plane and then he's like, I've never even flown any sort of plane. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know. You've, oh, no, she says you've never flown anything. But he's like, oh, I've never flown this. And so she she asked him if he can fly it. But then she's like, oh, you've also never flown anything. So it's like, why did you ask him? It was really weird. Um, but anyways, uh, uh-huh. so I actually, I really got engaged when Antonio Banderas' character showed up. Yeah, Antonio yeah. Banderas. I didn't even know that until later in the yeah, movie. That but was it, was, it, was, it wasn't just because his character showed up. Because he didn't really do much as the as it just sailed them yeah from one but I, I guess it just started to feel more like a treasure hunting film because like yeah. all right now we're gonna go underwater and we're gonna get the thing we're yeah, gonna so get it's a- one of those things just indy knows somebody and yeah. then like he's like oh from the good old days yeah. and it just it just That's makes where the short world round could have fit in yeah, yeah and it just makes the world kind of bigger you know yeah. by bringing in those types of characters when that happened from there to the end i was engaged yeah. i enjoyed it um yeah, of course, another complaint is that the movie's way too fucking long. Oh, it's it just, way long. It just doesn't need to be. You don't need that many uh, chase sequences. You can cut down the flashback sequence. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I so getting to the payoff of the movie, I actually liked... Uh, I liked where it's like, we're going to go back in time. You know, it's so funny because a part of me was like... I, I A part of me didn't want him to be so like, oh, we're just going to go back in time and I'm going to win World War II and rule the world because I'm so evil. A part of me didn't want that. A part of me kind of wanted it to be a little more personal. Like, oh, maybe he wants to go back in time and just save his wife. Maybe she was Jewish and he wants to save her from the Holocaust or whatever. But at the same time, I was like, oh, it's an Indiana Jones film. There has to be the villain wanting to take over the world. Yeah, and like, over the world like, yeah you have to have that. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like, so I liked it. I was like, yeah, he's going to go back in time. He's going to be the real Nazi. And then it's like, we're going to do it. And then they travel back in time and they fucked up and they, like, they blew it. And it's I like, love that. Because like, that was, I mean, for the most of the part, of, most part of the movie, I'm watching it and I kind of know where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, but then like at that moment, it's just like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I'm kind of riveted. It's just like, what is going to happen? A billion things could happen. Yeah. Nothing could happen. Like yeah. what? What can they do? And they do the most interesting thing, and yeah. it's just crazy. They go back to like old timey, like Roman times. Yeah, you know? they go like back to the, to the seas of Syracuse when Roman was. Uh, Here's a question: When Rome was was uh, attacking Syracuse? Yeah. How did Mads Mikkelsen's character know that this thing that was going to transfer them into time would drop them off exactly? During World War Two, so how did he know that? Did I miss something? So they bring it up. They bring it up where it's like, uh, oh, like I've set the dial a certain way. I've set it to basically like it's it's no, I've set the time machine. But then it's like, um, oh, what, what does he say? He's like Archimedes didn't know about the theory of continental ah. drift. Yeah, continental drift. He didn't know anything about that. He so he's like so more likely than not, you're, he's like you're just gonna pop out randomly somewhere. Yeah. And it's funny because I thought, I'm like, they're going to abort the mission. They're not going to do it. And they're going to turn the plane around and they're going to go. That's what I thought. Like, it's, it's they're not going to go back in time. Mm-hmm. But then they do. And then you also find out that it's like, oh, no, like Archimedes created it. So you would go back to that point in time. He's like, the, 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 you didn't have it's a only choice. for the, they brought that, that lineup. It's like you, you didn't really have a choice. Archimedes made it so you would come back to this point in time or something. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, he created it to get help. But like, yeah, you show up and the Romans are attacking the Greeks. And I fucking love it because at one point the Romans start attacking the plane. Yeah. And then the dude's just shooting Romans <laughs> with a gun. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, it's so, it's Nazis ridiculous. Nazis versus Romans. It's Nazis versus Romans. And it's ridiculous 
but it also works. And it's like at one point he's, he's just like, so much fun. He's like, they think we're a monster because it's like other oh, dragons. And I'm like, the whole scene was like fun what, and yeah. funny. Like I love the whole sequence. And then there's that little warm moment where Archimedes shows up and they they interact with him very briefly. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? We're from 2,000 plus years in the future. And there's just that very like it's very brief. Oh, yeah. you also find out too that it's like uh, they were always destined to meet him because they found Archimedes' body with like a watch and yeah. stuff. And then he gets the watch from the Nazis. So it's like oh they the the paint the picture too was on his uh his crypt of the the dragon thing yeah too, yeah the, the it was points. inevitable well, it was I, all was, gonna I was hoping that like there was gonna be like a post credit scene where like he's going through the wreckage and then like he finds like a swastika and he's like oh and he becomes like enamored with it and then it has like a little flash like forward and then he just comes out and there's a bunch of Roman Nazis oh and that's the new timeline well, that would have been a ama- yeah a Roman soldier finds it and, and then like, like, oh, at the end like, the Nazis Archimedes. will return in <laughs> World War II <laughs> like, they, they have like uh, their uniforms but they got the Roman helmets on yeah oh, that would have been great anyway um yeah, uh, like that. That ending was just was really good. It really get, leaves a good taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um, that he um, decides to stay, and then him and Marion kind of make up, and he actually yeah. Find so that- he wants to stay, and then people. This is this was this part was cheap to me because it's like oh, like he wants to stay, and it would have been perfect because like this is the end of Indy's story. He's like, mm. I have nothing to go back to. Let me stay, and then she's just like, no, and hits him, and I was like, that's <laughs> stupid. That part was dumb. I didn't I didn't like that bit, but I also got it because like well, we, he needs to reconcile with his ex wife, and he needs to yeah. have the. I get it, and I was fine with it, but I was like, hey, would have just been better if he's like, I'm just gonna stay back in time and hang out here. It's funny because during that actual siege of Syracuse uh, in real life Archimedes gets killed so mm-hmm. Arch- Harrison Ford would have died like almost immediately probably mm-hmm. but um, yeah so yeah I, 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 I overall enjoyed the movie quite a bit um, like I said I, like it's the a first... good popcorn flick exactly much. well it was just fun like it just there was a point in the movie where it got fun and it, it got interesting yeah it's very very classic indie sort of stuff you know, wouldn't know what that means but uh, it's very classic indie um, like adventures kind of stuff there is just one element that does kind of like it's it doesn't make it the same, which is like in the old Indiana Jones, you're just watching it, it's like oh yeah, get him, Indy, ooh yeah, get him, and he's like you know getting hurt, getting punched, and all that stuff. He like he's actually like putting himself on the line, yeah. and with this, it's like oh yeah, get him, Indy. Oh wait, but be careful, <laughs> oh, be, Indy, be careful. I don't fall, don't trip. Don't don't trip. Like, oh, is he okay? Like, he's eighty years old. And hasn't you there know? been like multiple movies that Harrison Ford has made recently where he's like broken an ankle? Yeah, he broke his, his leg wrist, on like, Force Awakens. Yeah, he did uh, that fuck. like walking into the Millennium Falcon or something yeah, like, like that. No, it was like the door closed on him or something. Oh fuck! Yeah, and then it broke his leg. <laughs> Just kill uh, me. And but I hate these fucking movies. So, <laughs> so so like you know, um, it's just the added thing. We're just like it's good action. It's just. Indy's old. Just Indy's old. Hey, he was still in good shape. Like, for being, like, 80, or I guess he was 79 when he filmed it, like, he had, like, a six-pack. And, like, his arms were, like, pretty nice. Yeah, and, like, he's... Considering he was almost 80 at the time. He is 80 now. Right. And, Um, you know, it's just, like, I... There's a part of it which is, like, this is all good. It's just, I wish Indy was not so old, like, seeing him so old. Um, But, yeah. It's part of time, though. I thought it was was great. And, like, I don't know how well it did for, like, money-wise. Did it... It's um, the Sound of Truth's opening weekend did better than Indiana Jones's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, th- I don't know if it's gonna be able to make its money back. I don't think it's like a flop, like, like the Flash. No, it it didn't flop. It's 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 it just didn't have a great opening weekend. But it well, it would have had to make a lot of money to even kind of do okay because 
They spent $300 million on this movie. That's too much money for what? I don't really understand. Well, I know, I, I think I have an idea, which is that they redid, did, did a whole bunch of reshoots because test audiences hated uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character. Um, wow. Okay. So like a lot of that money went towards just reshoots and then like a lot of it was for advertising and stuff. So it was about $300 million and like that's, it makes it very hard to recoup and you know, um, I don't think it will probably. So I don't know. I don't know what this means in regards to that, but I would, I would like to see a Phoebe Waller bridge, you know, um, spinoff thing but uh, so i think i have her i think that's the plan have her hang out with short round and uh yeah i could see why like this one they have a kid that was supposed to be sort of like a short round but this short round what, what was his name uh, well, some, it was some stupid like mike or something like is it it very like but to talk to talk about the budget though so you were saying the movie costs about uh from wikipedia here it says 369 million dollars mm-hmm. um that was a budget well no $369 million, and then the budget was 295 to $300 million. So, box so, so Sorry, so you're saying the box office was 369 Oh, yeah. Okay. So the budget was almost to a three... Almost uh, $300 million. Yeah, and the box office was 369 So yeah. it did make its money back. It's Maybe. Not a well, okay, because so a little bit, but... That doesn't not. really incorporate advertising, which is Which is about the same, right? Yeah, it's... It, it's I don't know if it would be at that high, like three hundred million, but like it would be a lot more, like maybe like a hundred million more. So you know how I got tickets for this? Uh, one yeah. of my tickets. Uh. So we, you and I, and and our friend Spencer went to Applebee's before we went to see oh, yeah. Sound of Truth, and uh, I got a thing where oh, if you go online and claim your receipt through Fandango, you know the forward slash indie whatever, you get depending on how much you spend, you get one or more tickets. And so I got a free Indiana Jones ticket. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I bring it up because it's like, oh, like perhaps like, you know, maybe them partnering up with Applebee's cost more money or save them money. I don't know. But they partnered up with Applebee's to get those. Try the new Indie Burger. To get those. <laughs> that's what we got. We got like an Indiana Joe. I mean, it's just like a, a Western bacon cheese. But they burger. named it some. I think I, I don't know if it was called anything. It's like, oh, like the Indi- this is the Indiana Jones menu. And it was just like the Indi- they might have called it Indie Burger. I don't fucking know. But Indie Burger. The Indie Burger. It's old and decrepit. And, <laughs> and aged meat. Yeah. Aged meat. <laughs> aged but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, well, that's the thing about these movies, and they've talked about this online a lot, where it's like you're you're getting all these films that like they cost two hundred to three hundred million dollars to make, yeah. But then you're not including marketing, you're not including all these factors, which like almost averages out to like they, the movie needs to make like a billion dollars just to break even. Yeah. That's insane because a lot of movies don't make a billion dollars. Like yeah. these big budget films, a lot of them don't even come close. So, so they're like just having these bigger bets like to just catch that high of like making a billion dollars like so they just think well if we just put more money into it then it'll, we can make all that money you know but it's like no you don't really have to do that just do the blumhouse thing just like make stuff for like you know 10 million dollars five million dollars and then make like hand over fist you know of you know that um like i i hope that this is kind of like it we're coming towards the end of it or something or but I don't. I have. Re- I really have no idea. We're kind of like at a weird place in like the film industry with like AI and like. So what's going on with AI? I mean, obviously we've seen. I've showed you a lot of stuff online where yeah. it's like, oh, imagine if uh, Batman was a desert Batman and the AI will create it and yeah. it looks 
real. Yeah. But like, what else is going on with AI in, in Hollywood? So like, the, there's the strikes going on, right? And like, so writers started first because uh, a, a bunch of different reasons. One of the things was AI because AI can write, and it does it pretty well. Um, and so they they want to put in safeguards that they you know the studios will not use AI to write. Um, actors are also um, getting pretty jumpy about yeah, AI fuck too. Fuck them! I don't support that one, <laughs> but I'll just leave that there. But uh, so like, there's like you mentioned, like the James Earl Jones voice thing is being used. That sounded in, really good though for what it was in Obi. Yeah, it, it sounds. It sounds, just it like sounds a, off though. Like, no, like but it's inflections. pretty pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty it's, good. From what they did in Rogue One, where it was him, but it sounded uh, more too uh, old. Try not to <gasps> choke on you. <laughs> Yeah, it looks it sounds old. Yeah. So like uh you know, so they've been doing stuff like that. They did the Grand Moff Tarkin, you know, uh, uh, uh deep fake sort of thing. Like uh that's been like at the forefront. Like these kind of studios want to do that. So they want to do that with like actors, other actors that are dead and just make whole new things, you know. They wanted to have like a new a Vietnam movie starring James Dean. You told me about this. We remember that, that. that didn't that. happen. That one didn't happen because Good. people were Thank kind God. of uh in an outrage about it. But like uh, AI is getting really good, where they can just bring people back. And one of the things that one of the things that they were talking about doing is like people who come in to do like be extras, and is like you have to sign a thing where they can scan your entire body, and then they have access to you your likeness in perpetuity. You know, and if you're like an actor who just like needs work, then you might do that. Um, so it's just kind of like safeguarding their likeness, you know, in the future. And well, you know, it's funny because uh, there's this movie, this little documentary that's actually narrated by Marlon Brando. It's about him, but it's yeah. narrated by by him through audiobooks that he recorded like hundreds of hours of audio tapes wow. throughout his life. And he talks about it in the very beginning. He's like, oh, "There's gonna come a time where they're gonna scan everyone's faces, and they're just gonna." After we're we're all dead, they're just gonna use our likeness. He said this. So, yeah, he said wow, this, wow. said this like thirty years ago. He's like, they're gonna use our likeness, and they'll be making movies with us after we're all dead. So he like said that this would happen. Yeah, and so that's kind of uh, where we're at. the Doritos. And so like like people are already like making trailers just out of just AI, just saying like make this, and like it's coming out with stuff. Um, it doesn't look like real right now, but like at where at the point is at, like even like in, in from like this, this year to last year of when this started stuff like started coming out for like the general public to use, like it's uh, it's, 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 indis- in it's, it's indistinguishable, <laughs> like for a lot of pictures. Which uh, anyway, so like in regards to movies, I'm thinking that what you could do is just like I want to see like a 1980s sort of action movie, but I want to see with Ryan Gosling from when he was like this age. And, uh, I want for his leading actress, you know, I want to have Audrey Hepburn, you know, I'll have, I'll have that happen. And she'll be at this age and like do it in a style of, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Zack Snyder for some reason yeah. in the eighties. <coughs> and then they'll, <laughs> and then it'll come out with something. They'll just whip it up. Uh, and then it'll just come out with something. And, well, what they um, need to do. So if what, what they have to do, if they're going to do that is go, okay, so you're going to make a movie with Audrey Hepburn. So whoever, her estate, her family, you have to pay her family like $20 million. Like you have to pay the family essentially what you would pay her if she was alive today. Like that's that's what mm-hmm. it should be. It's like, okay, if you're going to do that, fine. But you have to pay her like a, as if you're paying a real actress. Mm-hmm. So so then that way they can't just like, oh, we're just going to do it for free. It's free. Mm-hmm. They signed a waiver. Like, no, no, you have to pay between, you know... 10 million to 20 million dollars to use her likeness and that's what how much her family's gonna get mm-hmm. her estate whatever you want to do if they do that then they might be less incentivized to go okay maybe we won't do that or maybe they'll make 
maybe they'll make a movie like that here and there. And you know who's doing? You know who's ruining Hollywood? And every time they start a trend, everyone follows it. It's fucking Disney. Yeah, I just was gonna say Disney. It's Di- Disney started all of this. They started. They started the woke fucking bullshit. They st- they in, in movies. They started the fall of the movie theater. They've started this shit. It's always fucking Disney. Disney's ruining Hollywood. Yes. Death to Disney. Well, here's the thing: is um, the company. Sorry, not the people. That's not a death threat. <laughs> yeah, don't so I need to, to the make that clear nowadays. It's not a death threat. So, so here's the thing: is that. Hollywood used to be run by people who liked to make movies and they, you know, could understand the art form a bit. Um, they could speak the language. They had their own ideas. Um, yeah, and now it's run by a bunch of pencil pushers, uh, bean counters, a lot of just people who like, oh, I'm just kind of working at this studio on my way to a different company yeah. that has nothing to do with movies. Like, I'm just here as a stepping stone. So you have a lot of people. Like, it seems like that's what's going on with Warner Brothers when they're, like, just slashing stuff um, and, like, stuff with, like, streaming where they're just, they just – they have original content on their own streaming service that they made and they're just getting rid of it. They're just taking it off. There's no physical copy of it. It's, you ha- The only way to see it is, like, through pirating it. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's just gone. And they just do that because it, they can write it off as a loss because the movie doesn't exist anymore yeah. anywhere. So it's like – it's just run by people who just care about the money and like not really about the art form at all. And if you cut out, start cutting out the artists, the writers, the actors, um, then they kind of have complete control over it. And then they can either create their own actors, why not? Or they can pay the estate of Audrey Hepburn, you yeah. know, of Elvis. Yeah. You know, just put them in a movie together and, you know, like, well, that would be the same price as like an actor. But who has the same star power as Elvis? Nobody. But so if can... we rent that for this movie, yeah. then we'll be actually making the money back. You know, what's really crazy, though, is I found this today. Um, AI is also starting to do this with music as well, because I someone did something with AI where they took Hank Williams singing a uh, Ice Cube song. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this. No, but we have fond of listening to other things. We've listened to Plankton sing Adele and Adolf Hitler singing Billie Jean. Yeah. So it, it's my almost man. like really weird because... <laughs> but the kids are not my son. With the same accent and yeah, everything. Wow. But it's like how AI is pretty much in social media, even in pop culture. They're, we couldn't do this shit way back then, but now we can. But it's like, would you really want to pay... James Dean's uh, and like family or whatever money to put a fake version of him in the movie. Like I said, you, you just have to pay them what you would pay a lead nowadays. You and the fans would negotiate, actor, right? Like, any would... dead musician now. Oh, yeah. You could do that. I mean, but w- But why? his thing, would the studios do it? Would they pay the $20 million to make these movies with these things? Why not? I mean, it would be the same thing as paying an actor, only this time you actually have like a star power. You know, because that's the thing about actors today is like Tom Cruise is getting old. And, you know, like, he's not going to be around forever, but he still has star power. So it's like, what do you do? Like, you can just say, like, hey, Tom, we'll, we'll pay you $20 million. We'll have a stunt double, and we'll just have a de-aged face, you know. And it'll look great, you know, at yeah. this point. Or maybe it won't look great. It doesn't really matter. Like, I hear people say, like, well, you know, I think people would prefer stuff made by a person. And I agree that people would prefer that. But, you know... People would also prefer like a nice crafted, handcrafted chair of wood, but they're probably just going to go and 
go to Target and just buy a chair because they need Plastic a chair. Plastic chair, yeah. People just go buy a chair because they need a chair. So, like, yeah. people, of course, would prefer this, but if it if it scratches that itch that they need, you know, they'll go to McDonald's. They'll get a burger. You know, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Like, they can go to an actual... They can make their own. They can go to, like, a burger place, a local one, or they can go to McDonald's. You know, it still satiate them. So... Will people go to the movies and watch these kind of deep fake uh, AI movies? Yeah, probably. It probably won't be, be perfect. It's, it'll just be, you know, um, it'll be something different. But it'll, it'll be like, hey, it's a movie. I'll watch it. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to introduce. They're going to have to essentially write like laws, legislation to be like, hey, you can't do this. Because that's the only way you're going to stop these studios from doing it. Mm-hmm. You, you have to yeah. create or through the, legislation. The, the striking sort of thing, just like have, having them write, sign a thing saying we will not use AI for these jobs. Yeah. Which is. No, we will not put John Wayne in a sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, well, it's just all their belly aching about my huge dick. <laughs> they call Dick the Duke. Call <laughs> <laughs> the Duke. The searchers. I'm searching for that pussy. <laughs> I'm searching for that. Besides all the, nice. uh, the things that are going with the AI and, and the world being taken over by Skynet one day. Um, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Is there uh, uh, Flash and Indy? What other big movies have you guys seen? Or but besides, so, when, we do, when we get to the second part of the yes, uh, the episode. so so we saw a little lower budget film that has a lot of controversy behind it. And, lots uh, of controversy. Lots. It's called The Sound of Freedom. Now, this is all you guys. I've not seen this, but go ahead and okay. It right um, well, we we don't need to go necessarily too much into plot so much as just we'll talk more about the controversy yeah, yeah, around yeah, exactly. it. But um. So it's it's about a, um, it's based on a true story. It's about a man named Tim Ballard, who uh, works with Homeland Security, and he works in a in a department that deals with child trafficking, and rescuing the kids and putting you know the mm. traffickers in prison and whatnot. And so it's about a sto- it's it's a story loosely based on an operation that that character that person actually did. It's played by um he's played by Jim Caviezel Caviezel however you say his name, who played Jesus in Passion of the Christ and. Um, um, Edmund Dantes and uh, the Count of Monte Cristo, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a very good film, very well acted, very well done. Uh, there's a there's a point in where it feels like Trumbo, like I don't know, it, it gets exciting kind of in the middle. Like, are you telling me we're gonna create a fake brothel? Oh yeah, I'm like, I'm like, why am I excited for them to create the fake brothel? But, but the, I'm excited. Uh, the, yeah, and the controversy around this is because in the film. They say uh, that a uh, QAnon is real, and uh, Joe Biden is drinking kids' blood, and um, you know Obama <laughs> is actually gay, and Michelle Obama is a is a man. Okay, it's and, fun. Uh, is sabotaging Bill Gates? <laughs> no, okay, Bill so, Gates created COVID. I was gonna say, is this for real? And no. he's giving everybody autism with <laughs> he's his over embellishing it. I get it. No, so so the mainstream media is saying this stuff. It's it, they're saying that the movie is QAnon adjacent. That it's it's saying all this ridiculous stuff about about um, adrenochrome and all this shit. It's not saying any of that. It's simply telling a story about a real operation that happened, and it's talking about a subject that's very hot right now. All things it's you know considered with everything going on in the world, but it's um, but yeah, the media is trying to say that the whole movie is just a conspiracy theory and that's toxic and that you shouldn't watch it because it's uh, right wing propaganda and this and that, but. It's not. Um, mm-hmm. not not getting into politics here, but it's it's very much just a movie. It's it's telling a story, and it's and unfortunately the story is about something that goes on in the world that's really fucked up, and it's you know about kids being trafficked into child slavery and all these other things, and 
And so, um, and the people who are making it, I wouldn't necessarily say are very political, but I mean, like Jim Caviezel is a Christian and he, uh, they actually, they, at the very end of the film, he gives a, like a big monologue and he's like, Hey, thank you for watching. I'm Jim Caviezel. I'm the actor who plays Tim Ballard. And one of the things he says is like, he's like, we need to bring all these billionaires and politicians and elite. Uh, we need to bring them to justice for the things that they're doing. So he's referencing people. He's just not giving names. Like a Jeffrey. He's being very subtle. He's being very subtle. Yeah. But he is talking about people who are in the elite who like, it's kind of a Jeffrey Epstein thing. Yeah. Cause we don't know. We still don't the client list. We still have no idea who's on that list. And it's been quite a while. It's safe to say if that list ever came out that the world would probably end and I'll leave that there. But um, yeah, so there's that controversy. But, but the tricky thing about this movie is that you have, news outlets like the guardian who are saying things like this and these are the same news outlets that called cuties an amazing film and revolutionary and one of the best films of the year do you and, know what cuties is yeah it's those um dolls or whatever or something no that's brats wait what am i talking about <laughs> <laughs> no so cuties was a french movie that came out on netflix a few years ago um and it is about a young girl who is 11 about her getting into a dance team where they twerk Oh, and you have, I have heard of this. Okay. You have scenes of young actresses, like little girls, twerking. And being very, very sexual. The camera lingers on their body. They try to seduce older men. There's like there's a scene in it. and I This I, is real footage? This is real yeah, footage. Yeah, this is real movie. And there's a scene in it, and I feel really uncomfortable just saying this on the air, but there's a scene where one of the girls, I, I think she's having like a trance or something because the movie's a little artsy in that regard and she's in her underwear like a t-shirt and underwear and she's twerking and at one point you see someone off camera squirting water on her and it's really disturbing okay just the way that's kind of like presented filmed it's like it's like wanting you to sexualize them in a way and how old these girls were like ten, they're nine, ten. They're supposed to be like eleven in the so movie. The they might, they be, might be a little. They are children. These okay. aren't teenage girls Obviously, who are yeah. who are developing female parts. These are young girls. Okay. These are yeah. very young girls. And so this film was you know defended a lot by people, and I only saw half of it, and like I can't I can't judge the film on its own merits because I was just the entire time just being creeped out. Just like I'm supposed, I'm, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable watching that. I, mean, yeah, like, that I can't, I can't judge a movie on its sure. own, like storytelling, because it's and just this is like, on Netflix still. You can watch this. It's yeah. on Netflix. So, so want to watch it? No, but, okay, but no. if you if you want to see what we're talking about, some people about, they sure. liked it, but it's just kind of like I don't know a single person who liked it. I don't <laughs> I know, know anyone person. personally. I know one person who liked it, but it's just like I can't get past the point of you know of the way that it is made there's a I scene just can't. It's just, it's there just was a scene weird. going around on twitter too it's the it, it's the final dance scene because like the whole time the girls are training for this dance thing and and there's a scene of them and like like i said you have these young girls twerking and the camera zooms in on their privates and it's like it's it's like gross. dry humping and stuff like yeah that. it's really gross and so, anyways, uh, everybody was, like the my, media was very much defending this movie. Well, my main question is, what about the parents, the moms? Are they aware of what this is? Doing? So, you want to know something? Well, it's France, you, I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the other thing. It's France. France, they look at sex a little differently there. But like, there's a lot of cases in Hollywood. And Godfather, the book talks about this, and there's a deleted scene. So, anyone remember Godfather well enough? Okay, remember, remember yeah. the producer Jack Waltz? You know, um, 
um, Robert Duvall's character shows up and he's like, look, we want, we want Johnny Fontaine to play that part in your movie. So I'm going to come, you know, he comes over to his house for dinner and then he's telling that story. She was beautiful. She was young. She was innocent. You get the hell out of here. You tell that greaseball goomba I know band leader. Like there's a scene after that, both in the book and in the deleted scene in the movie where Robert Duvall's character is leaving and you see what looks like a young, like 12 year old girl who looks drugged out and her mom's bringing her over to this guy's house. And it's like the, it's late at night. You're bringing your drugged out daughter to see this producer. And this kind of goes into the whole thing of like me too, of like of stage moms, of these moms. And this is a real thing uh, of like these moms who will get their young daughters who want to be actresses and they'll just exploit the fuck out of them because who's making the money? The mom's making the money. Uh, there's a story of Drew Barrymore being addicted to Coke when she was like 10. Oh, wow. Like apparently like Drew Barrymore was like put through the ringer. I don't know if she was sexually abused or not, but she was put through the ringer as, as a very young girl. And her mom was like, yeah, oh, let's go. Let's, we're all about it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of instances in real life of, of mothers putting their kids through no, really horrible yeah. things because at the end of the day, they're, the parents... It's like are, the pageant. The mom, yeah, mom. It's, like, it's like pageant moms. Yeah, they're, yeah that's, a, that's a great way to put it. Um, and so... Yes, to answer the question, I think that's what this is. I don't know if these young girls like have mothers and fathers, but well, I'm just I'm just hoping that you're going to find out when these girls turn 18 that they're going to be like, I didn't realize the implications of this. I didn't realize everything behind it. I'm suing. I'm suing the woman <laughs> who had to, and it was directed by a female, so everyone thinks that's okay. It's like, yes, females can be pedophiles too. It's not uncommon. Well, yeah, and that was kind of the thing. Just like pedophiles could watch this and like get off to it. I mean, they just could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the way that it's filmed. Um, yeah. But anyway, that was Cuties two years ago, I believe. Two or three years ago. And but so, that movie's praised by the same people who are writing articles like Guardian who are being like condemning a movie that's against child exploitation. Yeah. Saying so like, this is just conspiracy theories. This is not real. This is just QAnon sort of right wing brain worms that like people... Uh, uh, people should not see this movie, should not support this movie, wow. saying that it's all filled <laughs> with conspiracy theories, is re- misrepresenting stuff, and like uh, Tim Ballard, he's a um, he's a liar, you know, he's crazy, he's a wacko, don't believe anything that he says. And then, you know, there's nothing in the movie that is like conspiracy theory talking about yeah. adrenochrome, about the elites or anything like that. There's like, an, there's reference to like people with money, they can pay for, you know, like sex trafficking and which is like okay like where's the controversy there so it's kind of I mean, like shit's real i mean like this yeah, is it's stuff i mean it's, it's real it's happening and so like the biggest um uh uh sort of criticism i've seen because it, it's very it's sus guys it's sus to be like hey don't look at this movie uh it's it's all uh propaganda it's all conspiracy theories and then you see it's like hey there's nothing in there about that why are they not wanting me to see it unless they don't want people to really think about it, mm. which just makes them look way more. Uh, so like people who like criticize the movie are called like pedos and stuff like that. And I can see why, because just like, why be so against it? The lady doth protest too much. Um, yes. And like one instance is like a journalist like came out saying like, oh, you know, don't watch this movie. It's like propaganda and blah, blah, blah. Turns out he is a pedophile advocate. He is like a director of like some website where they give um uh uh help to pedophiles but not to like not offend but like to help them cope with their wanting to offend and this guy rehab for it's it's like like, rehab (laughs) it's like rehab but more of like an acceptance that this is a real sexuality and this guy was hired 
um, I forgot for which website, like mainstream media website to write about Sound of Freedom to, to shit on it. And he was hired to do this. And he is an actual avowed pedophile. So it's just making people go like, okay, this is really weird. Why does this keep going this way? And so what I understand now, I don't think it's an actual like pedophiles are against us, which I do think that probably they are. What I do think is happening is that since Jim Caviezel is conservative, he's a Christian, which is a big no-no. If you're in Hollywood, you can't do that. Um, and also, uh, Tim Ballard is a QAnon type of guy. He does talk about like adrenochrome. Well, he talks well, about no. He he. Okay, let me let me clarify that he doesn't he doesn't support. He's not a Q guy because he was asked that in an interview, right? And right. he said no. He's like, I know what it is, but he's like, I'm, I have nothing to do with that. He mentions because. Adrenochrome, real quick. Like I said, I don't want to get in political conspiracy theories right now, it's but a it's drug. but it's like well, Adrenochrome is based on something from a book from like the fifties, and what it is, it's not a real thing, but what that I know of, what it is is you they hook up tubes to like small children or something to the adrenal glands, and then they fuck with the kid and scare it and put it through trauma, and then the kid releases this like sort of like hormone, this fluid, and it's called adrenochrome, and it's supposed to keep you young or something. Something like that. I don't I don't know I don't know. It's there's no evidence that it's real. But they asked him about that, and he said, well, I don't know anything about that, but there are instances, and there's an operation he he shut down. It was called the Baby Factory, and what it was is that they were essentially creating babies by kidnapping young girls and women, and, and I hate to say this, but raping them, and, and, and then making them carry this child for however many months, and they would sell the kid for their organs, or they would mm. sell the kid for sex, and this and that, and he's like, there were cases of people mutilating child's genitals hanging them above their shop because it gives them good luck or it like, oh, like this, this will bring in the dark powers that I want. Like that yeah. voodoo magic shit is they're doing it. It's yeah. a thing that people do. So so what he said about that, he's like, well, the, the, the conspiracy theory of adrenochrome is not very far off, but I don't know anything about it because I don't think it's real. But the idea of mutilating children for, for like ritualistic stuff or yeah. sexual stuff that happens. Yeah. So that I guess, happens. so, so yeah, I guess for me saying that he's QAnon, not true, but, uh, he says things that are like, that sounds really crazy. So like, there's that, which is not the thing that's getting him into trouble. The other things like during his like interviews, he talks about like trans people. He's very much against like trans uh, stuff. Okay. Very much against like LGBTQ stuff. This is all in the movie, right? No, no, this, no, 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 no. This, this is, this none is... of this is in the movie, yeah. okay. which is the, here's the problem here is that, Tim Ballard himself, you know, he talks about you know, his beliefs. He talks about uh, against LGBTQ stuff. He makes himself very controversial in that way outside of the movie. And none of this stuff is in the movie. So then all these journalists, in an attempt to attack Jim Caviezel and attack Tim Ballard, they attack the movie. And a yes. lot of people who just go see the movie, they have no idea who the hell Tim Ballard is really in real life. They just say, oh, yeah, the, this is the movie. So they see the movie, and it's, like, completely fine. It's completely normal. And then you see all these journalists and, like, people just, like, re-out about this, saying, don't see this movie. It's awful and blah, blah, blah. And, it's, and it just makes people go, why are you so against an, uh, a message of anti-child trafficking unless you yourself are hiding something? I should look into this. Oh, what is Tim Ballard saying? Oh my God, is this why they're against him? Oh my God! So like they're already convinced from the movie that like something's going on. Then they see Tim Ballard. Then they see the the controversy. They look in the Tim Ballard, and then what he's saying, and then it's just kind of like the cycle of 
If they uh, want the movie to fail, they should just shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> this is the Streisand effect. And yeah. it's, but instead of the Streisand effect, it also makes them look like pedophiles. Exactly. So it's just like, um, yeah, so this is, it's like not real, the criticism of the movie. Because the criticism is geared towards Tim Ballard. And the criticism of Tim Ballard is all political because he is not, I don't know, liberal person. He's kind of, he says crazy stuff, which, you know, it sounds crazy, but it could be real or not. Some of it is apparently true. Yeah, apparently true. And like the, there's been the other criticism I've heard is that um, basically that this is uh, actually a misrepresentation of child trafficking. That uh, Oh, yeah, they enjoy it, right? No. It's, like, it's like daycare. Well, that was... The writer, actually, the, of that one article who was a pedophile, he actually did write a thing saying oh, that it's no. not not about this, but he did say that, um, you know, uh, police interfering with these kids' work. Uh, work, huh? That's what we're yeah, going to call it. Jesus. Basically, yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> um, one of the, it's like a misrepresentation of uh, what real child exploitation is, uh, which is like a lot of it is like for slavery. Yeah. A lot of it is like um, not somebody coming and taking the kid a lot of the times it's the parent who is doing it to the kid like um there was a like a story of like somebody who liked the movie and said like that which like it was it's not always like this it's not, it's not always like some person coming to take you away like uh she's like it was for my mom like she would take me to school during the week but then like on the weekends um we would we were poor and on the weekends we would go to uh like the nice part of town like with a nice, nice big houses, and then I would stay there for the weekend, and they would give me drugs, and I wouldn't remember a lot. And then, then on Monday, I'd go back to school, like nothing happened, and Jesus. like nobody knew anything. It's so crazy how like we were covering a lot of these movies on this episode. We go from the lighthearted shit, <laughs> right? Well, yes, we're, we're is, ending it kind of right now. Yeah, so this with movie some is very shit, controversial. It's, it's like real, yeah, and, no, and, it's, it's, yeah, and unfortunately, that's the cool thing about movies though, because everything yeah. has a different feel. And even though we're talking about like zany, fun comic book movies here, we're just fucking <laughs> big budget, two hundred, three hundred million dollars. We're, we're going down. Um... We're again, we're going down to child rape. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. What's up, guys? It's Jimmy Nash. We're talking oh, about child Jesus. rape today. Oh Jesus. Yeah, no, but this this is a this is a true topic, and no matter what's going to happen, people are going to speak the truth about it. But then you got yeah, these people who yeah. know the truth, and they're going to be like, "No, yeah. that's not the truth." And, and shut and, your mouth. And like and I said, I like to avoid politics on this podcast, but I think in the sense of is child trafficking bad? I think any sane person can. See say yes it is bad yeah so something that not this, something up for debate so whether or not that this is like a true representation of like the majority of exploitation or whatever like it doesn't really matter because like it's talking about a certain kind and people are seeing it yes, there's, there's many aware. ways to abuse a child yeah unfortunately and, and but this is one of them and this is like a, a you know uh, it's getting a lot of buzz and it's doing great. Better opening weekend than Indiana Jones. Yeah. Really? And, yep. and so here, here's a, the very, very business savvy, smart thing that they did is that at the end of the movie, Jim Caviezel comes on and says like, oh, well, thank you for watching the movie. We need to make, take a stand. And this is the real guy? This is the real guy. Okay. Or the, this this the is the actor. This is the, the actor. actor saying, okay. um, he's like, you know, thank you for watching the movie. Like, if you really want to make a difference, make sure that everybody can see this movie. So there's a QR card that pops up. After you've seen this movie, you you feel like, like oh wow, I just went through a journey. And they're saying, why don't you donate tickets to other people, so they have you buy like more tickets, in the okay. theater, and so, then yeah. and then so then that 
makes people do it because they're in a vulnerable state at the end by being like, it's wow. A, it's a good the, marketing. It's a, yeah. it's a very smart you destroy, marketing You thing. set them up, you destroy them and make them go, you want to make this... Uh, now feel. buy our shit. <laughs> now buy our shit. Give yeah. this to so, your friends and yeah, have them so, go through the same experience you did. And so it makes it successful. And, and it, you know, it's funny. Uh, Red Letter Media talked about it very briefly. Like, yeah, I think they're like, it's funny because you go to see this movie and no one goes to the theater, but it's making all this money. And I and I think that's why. Let, let's be yeah. real. I think it's making all the money back because you, you get people like, I didn't pay it forward I did for it. anyone. I, I did it. You just because yeah. I was like, but that's you, a great... People like Stefan who are like, hey, I got some extra money to spend. Like, fuck it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do it. I'll because... buy like five tickets. <laughs> I didn't do that. But like, I did buy like another ticket and I was just like, because that's such a smart marketing thing. A good business and I strategy. And also, it is it does count as like an indie film. Like outside and they wait the till the end too to do it too. Yeah, That's exactly. Right when like it's all resolved and you feel good, yeah. um, and you can feel better, like you're doing something because the movie makes you feel like I wish I could do something. Yeah, and it gives you that do like, giving more money. Um, but I, you know, it's a, it's a it's an indie thing. It's made outside of the system. It was actually made by Disney, and they shelved it for some reason. They didn't release it. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder uh, why. So they didn't release it. Um, and uh, then Angel Studios bought the rights to it to distribute. And, um, so, so it was finally, it was made like five years ago or something like that. And they finally released it. And yeah, I'm glad that it's making so much money because anything that's made outside of the studio system, I think is great and healthy. Um, so I want to support that. Um, uh, and also there's like an audience out there. So that how come like, none of you guys got this. me a ticket to this movie? What the fuck? Man? I'm sorry. Come on. Why did you give him the ticket? You said <laughs> you were going to give him the ticket. Fuck. I, think I guess you didn't really fall for that market point. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> I think it's still, I think it's still playing too, it like in be. theaters. Let me, let me I'm see. pretty sure. And it's funny because it had a very limited run, but then it just did so well. Yeah, that... just it just kept like going. Unless it's playing over at um, Rialto. No, it's at uh, it's playing Some in Petaluma. It's, it's still at it's wow, Petaluma. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the last place locally. And um, yeah, not a, not uh, I don't have any meeting? show times right now, but apparently yeah. it is playing at uh, there and and Napa is the closest. Okay, mm. there's a 9:55 showing. Uh, I missed it already. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you can see it tomorrow. Yeah, but so, this might be it because it's uh, nah, I mean, usually rather, Thursdays it's, when it's they. It's gonna come rotate. on streaming soon. Yeah. I'll, I'll catch so, it. So yeah, like, and uh, they're actually gonna be like putting it out for free because they want I mean, as many people to watch it as possible. Uh, like in a couple of months yeah. or something like that. I, I think I'll definitely say that I think there's some political intent behind the movie because it's like you're trying to get you're trying to make people very much aware of this. I mean, like uh -huh. I said, this shouldn't be a political issue, but it is. Um, so I would definitely say if we wanted to talk, well, there's a political agenda. It's like, well, I think the political agenda is to just get people to watch it. So there's some sort of, it's a call to action type yeah. thing. I, I don't, it's definitely not propaganda in my, in my honest opinion. It's not propaganda. Who's the guy that did uh, Bowling from Columbine? That was Michael, Michael Moore. Moore. Do you think like if he made this kind of movie, it would still have he, the same kind of impact? Or? He would not make a movie like this because it, it goes against his agenda. But I um, know, but you know how he, he, he pretty much unraveled the, the, the dark side of something like that, you know, and, yeah. and get people to watch it like sicko or, well, you know. see, he, he's very good at taking hot button topics and, and making and capitalizing on them. And I'm not saying, Ooh, he's fucking capitalizing on it. I don't mean it like that. I just mean like he's very, Michael Moore is very good at doing that on, on, on taking hot subjects like that and, and informing them in a yes. sort of way in like an entertaining way that uh, he yes. like, Interf like interf informing them in the way that he wants them to think. And whether or not I agree with that is where I agree with his, uh, Views on that are a completely different topic mm -hmm. I want to yeah. discuss on there, but but he's a he's a just a little tangent on Michael Moore, his Bowling for Columbine is like one of the best documentaries of like just his sleight of hand, sort of the way he presents everything is just so like perfect into mm -hmm. like making the audience feel and think a certain way, 
Um, it's a masterclass. He's a very good propagandizer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really uh, uh, agree with the message of Bowling for Combine, but it's actually a very, very well constructed yeah. argument. No, it's it's very, uh, it's and like it convinces people. And that's it. the thing is like documentaries are constructed; they're not real. Everybody, to let you know, remember <laughs> yeah. that documentaries aren't real. They're they're made, you know, <laughs> to make you think a certain way. Yeah. It's not objective anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the quality of uh sound of freedom pretty good like the just the quality of it is pretty good um i liked it more than i thought i would honestly i was expecting like a god's not dead type of thing yeah uh which is pretty cheesy feels very like hallmark channel Uh, well i was was expecting all this propaganda that i was told Mm -hmm. that was in it and i didn't get any like i mean like 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 i said jim caviezel when he was talking at the end of the movie, not in character as himself, sure, he said something that could have been propagandistic and, and political, but it's like the rest of the movie, it's just telling a story. Yeah. It's a very, mm-hmm. really heartfelt story about a really, you know, tough subject, but like, yeah, it's just, it's a story. It's a, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. By Sad, the end, yeah. but beautiful. Yeah. It's a, you know, just somebody who cares a lot. Yeah. And I, if there was any actual like criticism about the movie is like, I felt like there should have been like a little bit more, uh, conflict within the main character a bit. Like he's just good guy. He's just yeah. good man. And I think maybe part of that is why that didn't quite work is Jim Caviezel. He's a little wooden, a little, a little wooden, like in his performance, he's just good guy. And I don't know. He's not really. He doesn't give that much range. Yeah. Uh, in in that in, in something like that, uh, which I would think that I would want to see him break down a yeah. bit more, like seeing this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. But uh, other than that, it's it's all right. It's yeah. fine. It's not like the greatest. I give it a watch for sure. I give it a solid. What I give it on Letterboxd? I don't remember. Two and a half stars. I I, think I, I give it like four, three, maybe five. Two and a half, remember. three mm-hmm. stars out of five or something. Yeah. I don't know. Can you do halves on Letterboxd? Yeah. I didn't know that. You can, yeah. Let me let me let me look, let me look that up. Let me look at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I gave it five stars. Nice. I gave it three. Okay. Yeah. I've given a lot of movies recently three stars on my letterbox, but but yeah. So. uh I think we'll. Do we want to call it there? You haven't seen Insidious yeah, yet, have no, you? No, uh, no. I did see Insidious. You did. I did. I think the. <clears throat> if you want to cover Insidious really quick, unless um, you, want, you want to talk about that, I, I mean, do I, I don't think it'll take too long. So. Uh, Insidious, uh, the Red Door, I think was the last movie um, yes. of the series. Um, no, I haven't seen any. I think it's been a long time since any of the other Insidious movies have come out since that last one. They made so they made the first two, and then they made a prequel. And it's mostly about the um, ah, the older woman's character. I forgot her name. But it's mostly about her and her journey. And it's before the first movie. And then they made another one that I didn't see. I didn't see Last that one either. Key. Last yeah. Key, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. And then they made The Red Door. Red and, Door, yeah. uh, And uh, Patrick Wilson's directorial debut. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Finally. Yeah. So I, um, I liked it very much. Uh, it, it was smaller. Um, it was a little more personal as far as like just focusing on a small group of characters. Um, Tom, what'd you think before we get into it? Um, it was pretty all right. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a spook. Is a spooky film. <laughs> it gave me the spooks. It's a yeah, pretty it much the, a jump scare film. I, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It, it's, it's it is. fine. And like, uh, for a directorial debut, it's like, there's got some good stuff in there. Yeah. Um, some good moments. 
Um, but I do think that like it was like kind of a bit more personal of like in regards to it's like a father son story and about like sort of a generational trauma, you know, of just like uh, going repressed trauma um, that they're all kind of going through as like a family. Um, which is kind of like interesting because you, you see like the first two uh, Insidious movies and it's like this family, you know, like going through all this ghost stuff and like what is the long term effects of that? And that's what was a, that was the most interesting part yeah. of it to me uh, was that and like to come back and like to see like the the boy what he's like now yeah Dalton yeah Dalton yeah, yeah. same actor too yeah it's oh, crazy because really? yeah, 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 you didn't know that no way that's the same actor yeah oh, he's grown up good. yeah <laughs> wow it's funny, yeah it's funny because he's like he he's in Iron Man uh, three and mm-hmm. then you actually see him at Iron Man's funeral in, in Endgame you see oh. that tall kind of emo looking kid that's yeah. him yeah 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 he like he I mean, he's a young guy he's probably like 18 19 and he was yeah. probably like 10 when the first movie came out I was like 17 when the first movie came yeah. out yeah 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 it's kind of weird though because it does the jump from it's kind of it feels like you never left off from where the last movie was yeah. with th- th- them in it and then to this one and then um the jump scare stuff that we we're talking about that movie i don't really get scared a lot from movies but the that scene though when he's in the art class and he's like oh yeah figuring out a canvas or something and then i, was thinking about that. I, I from what i remember because we were talking talking about this before when you go see like a horror movie especially late at night at a movie theater yeah. like these dumb ass fucking kids teenagers yeah they I've ruined about the this, fucking yeah. movie for me man I don't know why you need to go like that. you need to go at like two in the afternoon on a Tuesday yeah on a cheap Tuesday because all the kids are in school like you really do like I've I've learned that recently so it's it's funny I won't get into it at all but I saw a talk to me yesterday and like I got there around like four. It was like a four something showing, yeah. four twenty showing, and so it was like you know the kids are technically still up. Well, I don't even think school started, but there weren't a lot. Of, I don't think there was like any kids in it. It was like mostly adults. Mm-hmm. But uh, for next episode, you guys have to see that movie. I want to see it. I, I want to no, see it. it. I want to see it. But anyway, um, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it. Yeah, I'm gonna see it. Um, the the thing with uh, the the teenagers that come out and they were just being super loud during the movie, so I was trying to focus on it as best as I can. But from what I remember, something about a hand comes out of the painting or the thing that he's gonna draw, and. Grabs him by the neck or something like something that. like that. Something happened. And like left a mark so, on him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So fast. Um, the whole setting at the college, and then the thing where she, he, I think it's like some sort of dream walking that he does or something. Oh, it's astral projection. A- astral projection. Yeah. Yeah. So, dream walking. It's, it's another. So they 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 go to the the frat house, and there was that one dumb fucking kid. Okay, so I want to I want to get into this. I want to get into this. So so. There's this character, her name is Chris, and there's this whole thing of like, oh, well, I guess they thought I was a guy, haha, <laughs> because Chris is like a, it's like a unisex. That was name. like his, uh, a, ro- a, his roommate weird, or something. Yeah, like that. Is there's a weird, there's like weird social commentary in this movie that's like somewhat sociopolitical, and it it's so out of place, because it's like, this is a horror film. It's it's like a it's a horror film like regarding like a family, but yet you have this like young black character, young black female character who like has these like who's like wacky and has these views, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like like this it, her character is so out of place because like when you think about the other Insidious movies, like all the characters are pretty like you know stoic and kind of like you know it's a horror film everyone's in the in the horror mood but they have like yo what's up i'm so and so dalton you gotta live a little man i'm like oh it's it just (laughs) doesn't work and then there's like there's like there's like a commentary on like frat culture and i'm just like like what the fuck is this and then and then it gets into the horror and yeah there's there's just little shit like that that was out of place i think chris's character eventually started to feel real kind of towards the middle in the end when she starts getting scared and she was less of like comedy relief and more like of just a side character an actual character No, because she was more like just get this like get the fuck away from me you're too much trouble 
Well, it, it wasn't Holy even shit. that. It was just like she's literally like she's like this wacky like. Oh, is this the day that Dalton so and so has fun? It's like you don't even know him. What do you What do you mean this is yeah, the, the day that Dalton about? has fun? Like, I, I, yeah, she was extremely annoying to me. Like it was like she was trying. It was one of these characters where, like it's so written, where like she's so written to be like uh, quirky. And, like, I don't buy it at all. Like, she's, it's not, it's just like, you're written as a quirky character. You're not a quirky character. Um, and, like, yeah, the, the whole, like, frat culture sort of, like, um, uh, commentary felt very shallow, like, to me. It's just, like, very sort of vanilla, just like, oh, like, frats, they're, like, annoying, and they all, like, care about a sex and getting drunk. And all drunk. the guys are dicks. They're all dicks, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, like, such a, such a shallow sort of commentary on it. And I don't, I mean, I don't really even know what, like, frats are like, but I, they're, they're unlike, under such scrutiny right now that it's just kind of like, I don't really think that they're even like that anymore. But I don't know. I don't think so either. I don't really think so. So I didn't really buy it. Um, And it just, yeah, like I said, it just felt shallow, like it's commentary. I mean, did you feel like it was almost going into, like, a teen horror kind of direction it had those sort elements of. but no it it kept its insidiousness um that scene where the dude's puking and like you just think it's a guy throwing up and then yeah. he's just like shut the door close the door and you're like oh that motherfucker's dead you're like oh fuck and that didn't just, really scare me that's though. when he started puking on him i, I kind of laughed i was like <laughs> i was like oh fuck yeah. like, it was gross and creepy i'm like it's kind of funny kind of reminded me of that scene in like it part two where like the ghost like uh yeah the demon pukes on uh eddie randomly and but, yeah, and they play playing. this music in yeah. slow motion. Yeah, that's the, yeah. yeah the, um, I thought the MRI scene, though, was pretty terrible. That, that was great. fucking scary. See, like, yeah. those moments are, like, so great. Like, Patrick Wilson can... He's got it in him. He's got it in him. I mean, yeah. like, I think that he's like the modern day Vincent Price, where like he could, <laughs> he just shows up in like all the on the horror movies, you know, and like he just like he's just good in them. I, I well, love. What him was his as, Watchmen's yeah. character? Night Owl. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I Night love Owl, him yeah. as an actor. It's funny because that was the first movie I ever saw him in was Watchmen, and then I, uh, when I started getting more musical theater, I watched Phantom of the Opera, and he's Raul. He, he's a very good singer. Yeah. Um, and he's, he has that song at the end. He's singing. Oh, yeah, Grand uh, Torino? Yeah, my, my grand insidious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, that, that song at the end is sang by Patrick Wilson. You know that? Oh, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. interesting. But this movie went by really quick. It's short. It's a short one. Yeah. It's short, yeah. I, I liked it because it's like, you know, he, he hasn't, this is his first movie that he's directed. So I'm glad that he didn't try to bite off more than he can chew. Yeah. You know? And it made good money. So, like, yeah. I, I'm thankful for that, for him. Yeah. My... One of my big dislikes, though, is that I didn't know this. I didn't interpret it this way in Insidious Two. They, she's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hypnotize you so you forget how to travel. But it's like, oh no, you're gonna forget this whole like year or two years. And I was like, oh, so there's this weird thing in it where they're rediscovering what happened in in the second movie. And I'm like, but I already know what happened. Mm-hmm. So none of this is mysterious to me. Mm-hmm. Now this would have been crazy if Dalton killed Patrick Wilson. Because I was thinking about it, I'm like, I'm like, what are the consequences of him finding out that Patrick Wilson was possessed, and then it like, but because at the end he's just like, oh, son, I was possessed. I'm not a bad guy, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, which we already knew that, yeah. And so it's like, it would have been cool if like he like killed him, right? Because he was like, show, he's so shaken by it. It's like, oh, my dad is a, like, he's this villain, he's this demon, like I, like, and then he kills him, and then. And then maybe the mom shows up and it's like, Dalton, honey, he was possessed. That wasn't your yeah. dad. And like, there would have been that Shakespearean, like, no. I mean, it would have been a really fucked up ending. But it's like, what I think they should have done, this would have been a better story for me, is that they should have just, you forget how to travel. You don't forget what happened. Maybe you, you try to block it out. But you don't forget what happened. 
but it was funny because I imagine like Dalton's like living his life. He's in the, he's in the dorm and whatnot. But then he starts seeing shit and he calls his mom. He's like, "Mom, it's happening again." And then it's like, "Oh fuck, it's happening again. It's coming back for the family." You know what I mean? And do 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 this and that. You know what would have been sick if maybe the demon is like a relative or something? Like the, the Darth Maul mm. demon. He's played by the same actor and you can tell because he looks like fat and old. <laughs> and like, it's like, yeah, like that would have been Ray Park? Huh? Ray Park? Yeah, Ray Park plays yeah. the Darth Maul in this. No, wow. but like, it, it would have been cool if there was like a twist <laughs> like that. But I really think the story should have been more like, we forgot how to, we were, we were hypnotized to forget how to travel, but because it's in our blood, we rediscovered it. And since we rediscovered it, now all the wacky shit's happening again. So we have to find a way to make, like, what would be cool? So we have to find a way to make it stop happening. Cause like Dalton still knows how to travel. He can still do it. So it's like, so what's going to like, is it over? I mean, you, the demon's never coming back cause you painted the door shut, which is kind of goofy. Um, well, but it's, it's trapped. basically. Yeah, it's trapped, but it, it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So that was like my big complaint about it. It's just like that that aspect of the plot. I like the idea of like he's estranged from his dad. I like the idea of like the event was so traumatic that it like the, the family split up. Um, but it's just it's just the execution of how we came to this movie. I'm just like I just don't. It just didn't work for me because like the other thing is like we're rediscovering something that the audience already knows happened. And it's not like this movie's mm-hmm. like 30 years old where you gotta you gotta retell the story for people who haven't seen it. It's only like, Insidious 1's only like maybe 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's barely had like... so many offshoot things from that universe though, like Conjuring and The Nun. And... Yeah. Well, Conjuring is its own thing. It, it was directed by James Wan the first two, but it's its its, its own story. But it's part it's, of yeah. that universe. Very yeah. confusing. Like yeah. Annabelle and all that. Or, I mean, shit. I, I confuse yeah. the two. Yeah. yeah, Conjuring, well, yeah, Annabelle, None, well, well, Con- Conjuring, Annabelle, and I think None are all a part of the same anthology. The chronic, uh, the Conjuring universe. Yeah. Insidious is completely separate, to my understanding. Um, I never saw The None. Was that good? No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I like no, the concept. No. Yeah. They're coming out with a, sec- a sequel, so. Yeah, yeah I saw the, the trailer for the well, sequel. Well, teens are I stupid, saw, so of course it's going to make its money back. Insidious. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it was good for what it was. I mean, I I didn't think it was a great horror movie, but you know, yeah. I was, I was a lot of it, of it. Yeah, I wasn't like disappointed. I didn't go, oh, what the fuck or something. Yeah. The only thing that kind of threw me off though was, oh god, what's the actress's name? The one that played the in the movie, she was the old lady that uh, was helping oh, yeah. the guide through. Yeah, yeah, I forgot her character's name. She's but, been like, in the, so many the, movies. The medium, we can just call her the medium. Yeah, like she was yeah. talking to. Uh, uh, Patrick Wilson's character in the street or something. Yeah. I'm in my head going, I thought you died. Like, what the fuck? Like, is yeah. he seeing something? Well, yes. Well, she's a ghost. But she's, she's, she's showing Yeah, but like, she's a boogie ghost. Because yeah. he was mind wiped of what happened. He didn't know who she was. Yeah. And then. Oh, yeah. Carl shows up. Like, the, oh. the buddy from the second movie, Carl, like the older guy who, who like, helps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Helps yeah. Luann, Lorraine, what, Lu, Luis. I don't know. Um, But, like, he shows up and I was like, oh, maybe they're going to call him in and he's going to help. But, like, no, he's, he's literally just, like, there for, like, a minute. He's at the funeral or something, right? Yeah, he's at the funeral, and, he's, and that's it. And, so, and I was like, "Oh, like, it's like why, why show him if you're never gonna do anything with him?" That's my thing. It was, it was kind of like remind Patrick Wilson, like I know you from somewhere. You yeah, know, sort of thing. yeah. Uh, I liked that scene though, where he gets in the car, and in the distance, you see this 
person walking yeah, up to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I and was I was like, like, is that the mom? And it's like, no, it's the dad. That's a, That was a, one of the things I was just like, oh, this is good. Like, he's yeah. got he's got good instincts, that yeah. Patrick Wilson, about these yeah. little scares. You know, I thought I was watching It Follows Part 2 or yeah, something. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, it's, it's funny because I saw this movie and it was, it was, you know, it was creepy, a little spooky. Spooky. But I'm going to tell you right now, creepy. I had trouble sleeping last night after watching Talk to Me. Really? Ooh. Wow. I, it's very rare that a horror film does that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it. I should bring, you guys uh, really need to see it. I should bring it. Spencer Houses. Oh, is he like crazy about that shit? He, no, he's, uh, he, he doesn't do horror films that well. Uh, he could he could wow. barely sleep after watching uh, Evil Dead Rise. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Did you see Evil Dead Rise? No. Oh, God, you got to see it. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty, good. It's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty yeah. good. So, so. Over, overall, uh, I think we all talked <sighs> about movies tonight that we liked. Yeah. Um, once again, Insidious, I would recommend a, a good, small, uh, low-budget horror film. Um, sort of a Flash. good yeah a good a good ending a, to a franchise that was kind of rough in the last couple movies. budget yes thank you an appropriate budget but. uh indiana jones yeah. was decent for what it was good popcorn flick all things considered oh you know what's funny i saw a thing online where it was like uh it's like what is it with all the reboots coming out and like of star wars and indiana jones where all the like leading females are like white british women with like dark brown hair and it's like then you look at kathleen kennedy who's american but she's like a white woman with brown hair and it's like everyone's like oh she's projecting her herself well that's a, that's a huge that's a huge thing it's like because it's like you had ray you had june juno jerry whatever her name was in rogue one joyce oh, Jin Jin or yeah yeah and then you have uh um wallaby wallaby <laughs> Wally Bear, uh, Wally Bear, uh, Warbat, Walla, Walla, Wallaweegee, Wallaweegee. That's right. Walla wombat, Bridgie. Wombat. There you go, Wombat. Uh, but anyways, side tangent. But yeah, it's uh, all things considered. Indeed, yeah, did well. these movies were flashed did well. Yeah. I mean, it not did well, but it was it was good. It, it, it <laughs> did a good was, job. Yeah. And Sound of Freedom, very good. Go see it. Bring the kids. Um, bring the kids. <laughs> so this could happen to you, you little shit. <laughs> we will. We will continue this discussion of of our of our summer blockbusters in uh, part two, in uh, an part episode two. episode fifty. This is episode forty nine. Every episode fifty or fiftieth episode wow. took us uh, four years to get to fifty. Yeah, yeah four or five years actually, five or six years. years actually. Fuck, has it been six years? No. Yeah, it has. Twenty seventeen. Our first episode was on Spider Man Homecoming. We've been doing this for six. We took a long hiatus, but yeah. yeah. So, um, welcome back. Welcome back. But uh, yeah, once again, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you, Stefan, to... for coming on as usual. Mm. We'll see you on the next one. I was talking, mm. fucking asshole. You fucking I was bitch. doing an outro, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Stefan, thank, like thank you for coming on and <laughs> coming all over us. And... Yeah, come on. Oh, fuck, Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we'll, uh, once again, uh, this has been another episode of what are you doing? <laughs> He's hiding. I'm He's so hiding. excited. Spawn looked like he was riding his chair like there was something at the end of it. Anyways, this has been another riveting sexual episode of the Geek Mosh Pit <laughs> Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Jason. And we will see you next week for part two. Bye. Bye, everyone.